1: Yeah.
2: i got a hundred dollars smoking
1: in my bill fold. I know how to say that, it, but it's burning a hole. Right through my pocket and into my skin. Come Monday
2: morning I'll be broke again. It's finally dead
3: Friday, I'm
2: free again. I got my motor running for a while right. weekend. Friday,
1: I can't Friday, hear myself. Friday, oh there I go. Friday, okay, yeah because I got to turn my headphones up. uh that George Jones How's that my man huh that's How's that Dave impressive Yeah that's cuz that's old country there Sure yes, it is That's good that's good stuff now I have to admit everybody tuned in and said That's not thunderstruck you know <laughs> and you threw them all off That great song it's good Friday, job man
2: Good job
1: That's a good job I like no show Jones I mean I loved his music. He was, and he lived by that moniker. No, so you know, I interviewed uh, uh, Wynette one time. Of course, she married to him. Uh, in the garage of the, uh, oh, what was it? Uh, big, uh, big place where sports are played uh madison square garden oh wow in new york why were you in the garage uh her bus was down there oh that's funny so i was on her bus and interviewing her and she was getting ready to do the show there uh this was years this is after she had they had uh, divorced you know d-i-v-o-r-c-e that's how i learned how to spell divorce no i'm just kidding Wait, is but that I'm, a song or something? I don't get yeah, the joke. Yeah, w- that's, oh. Nett, uh, that's I her song. I see. D-I-V-O-R-C. Gotcha. You know? Now, don't know it. Now we, you know, you don't, okay, pull it up. Oh, my. Pull, pull it up so we can play a little bit of it. For, you'll, you'll recognize it. Okay. It, admit, you know, th- this is the song that Hillary should have sang a long time yeah. ago to Bill. But that's all right. That's a separate story. Yeah, that is. Much she went back home and baked cookies.
2: Oh, sure. You know,
1: to do that. You got it? Okay, hit. Yeah. Tammy Wynette. here you go.
3: Our little boy is four years old and quite a little man.
1: Gotta wait so to get in his chorus now. Here we go. Whoever wrote this song was a genius. You
3: don't think she wrote it.
1: I don't think she did.
3: Like T-O-Y or maybe S-U-R-E-R-I-S-E. But the words we're hiding from him now tear the heart right out of me. It comes today. You
2: never heard this? Never heard it. Oh, my God. It's a little depressing. This is a classic, man. Huge, 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 huge song. If you play it backwards, and they get married? <laughs> All right, that's enough.
1: That's enough from Tammy. Yeah, but I interviewed her, and she said, you know, George was bad about not showing up on stage on time that they'd be performing together and he'd go off to get a drink or something while she was singing. And she might have to sing two extra songs because he didn't show back. Of course, it could have been he's talking up some showgirl in the back, you know, in the wings, who knows. But anyway, a great. Uh, that's a great song. I love old country. Hank Williams, I love that. Your cheating heart and all that. I love that kind of stuff. All right, it's Dave Ellswick's show. Uh, we got uh, Robert Steinbach in studio today. It, I haven't – we haven't seen each other since probably November, maybe a little bit yeah. before yeah, Thanksgiving. Yeah, it's been a while.
2: It's been a while.
1: Uh, it's long enough that he's grown a beard. Exactly. He's got a beard. Now, he cuts his back a little bit. I cut, yeah. I do cut my, my beard back a little bit around my mouth because what I can't stand is feeling like the hair is trying to crawl into my mouth. I do not like that feeling. So I I go over to uh what's it uh top cuts or whatever that place is and I let them do my beard. They you know put a number 4 on the clippers and run over his beard and that's what he what he likes. So I mean that commercials right they keep they keep track of you. They do all of that kind of stuff. So anyway, there's a lot of stuff going on. Uh story right now that's uh breaking and that is Uh, An agreement has been written and signed uh, that uh, concedes a lot to the conservative House Freedom Caucus. After 11 votes in three days that went nowhere, Uh, there are signs emerging Thursday night that Kevin McCarthy may finally have a viable path to become the next speaker. Uh, in the House, it won't be easy, automatic, or immediate, according to House of Lawmakers, who themselves were processing the information in real time as details of the deal emerged. But a written framework for rules in the 118th Congress was released late last night that McCarthy's allies hope will allow many of the GOP lawmakers who have been voting against McCarthy all week to eventually support him. Now, remember... He can only lose a total of four Republicans when they vote for Speaker. And right now, there's been like 19 or 20 of them that have been kind of hanging together. Uh, but uh, I think there's two things working here. One, McCarthy did agree to just, you know, the one vote to be able to call the Speaker, uh, to vo- draw a vote on the Speaker that he should be not Speaker. Now, maybe you know this, Robert, because oh, you we'll served. You served in the House uh, with well, a, with a representative. You were counsel I, well, with them. Well, yeah,
2: I was counsel. I didn't serve, and it was the Senate. But okay, go ahead. Okay, well,
1: <laughs> you you were in Congress. That's okay. right.
2: As a, as a staffer, yes. So
1: so here's my question: uh, If there is a vote called like this that they're talking about, is it just? It's got to be a majority vote by the whole caucus. To remove him, Ms. Speaker? Do you know? Well,
2: I I don't know what they're contemplating there, but I suspect it's inverse of what it takes to get elected here, which is a majority of those who are present in the body at the time. Uh, and it does raise an interesting question because you see the Democrats... Rightfully, in terms of their politics, all voted for uh, Jeffries, and now the Republicans mostly voted uh, for McCarthy. 90%. Right, right. But neither made a majority of the people in the body.
1: 218.
2: Right. Uh, what's interesting is that in Arkansas, uh, essentially the same process occurs. However, and this is the big however, it's done in secret. And so we wind up electing um, the. Uh, the speaker with some Democratic votes. Yes. And if it was done in public, uh, we would know who those Democrats were and we would likely not have speakers seeking out some of those Democratic votes and therefore would wind up with a speaker who's more conservative. So, the bottom line is, not that I'm suggesting, you know, I don't know this speaker particularly well that we have in the House. I'm not suggesting that he's not sufficiently conservative. But over the past years, we've seen that happen. And maybe it's the case now. I'm not uh, protecting or uh, criticizing. I don't know enough about it. Uh, but. What what process we should adopt in the state legislature is that the votes for speakership are done transparently, are done openly. I don't generally like secret votes. So uh, I think it's a problem, and I think we should change the rules. That is the House uh, in Arkansas state. Legislature should change the rules so that when we vote for speaker, when they vote for speaker, it's done in public,
1: done like they do in Washington. That's D. right, Where like
2: they do it in Congress. They That's all correct. go
1: to the chamber and they call their name. That's and they have exactly
2: to vote. right. Of course, here they could just push their button. Yeah, they could do the button, but it's still a public vote. So yes, I can agree. Count the vote. Of course, I'm the transparency guy. Right, I'm the author of the treatise on the Freedom of Information Act, and so I believe in transparency. Uh, virtually everywhere. Uh, well, let's m- even modify that. When it comes to public information, everywhere. Yeah. Well, I guess my whole thing is
1: the whole vacating the chair, which is what I'm talking about. When yeah, right. About, you know, how many votes for somebody to be able right. to call that. On this vacating the chair thing, I would think that that's got to be a majority vote as well
2: uh, that's my when I started out uh, this sort of diatribe is I think that it would be exactly the same but now you're voting no instead of yes okay
1: so yeah. McCarthy had been resisting the vacating the chair changes he, sure of course he he wanted five votes and I you know five one whatever if it's a majority and you got 90% of the people behind you what are you worried about right
2: well go ahead so, and
1: go and do it
2: and and to be clear The dispute was how many people does it take to call that vote? Uh-huh. And so, not what it takes to win the vote, right? Because it's still a majority to win or lose the vac- the vacating, shall we call it, because I don't want to call it a vacation, the vacating of the chair. McCarthy wanted it to be that five people had to had to say, we want you out. Yeah. And then they have the vote. Right. Now it's gone down to, what if one person says we want you out, they have to call a roll on gotta that stop. vote. they got to stop. That's All correct.
1: Right. And and, and see, here's my problem with it. This is not the Knesset.
2: Right. This is the, as you described, Knesset is the Israeli parliament, much like the English parliament. And so both of those parliamentary procedures allow for much more easily uh, dissolution. Yeah. Uh, and our system does not.
1: And I and I would rather we stay away from the European or even the Israeli system and do our own system.
2: Right. The, the Israeli system is a modification of the European system. So those yeah. are both the same
1: systems. So anyway, that, yeah. that, that's all I, I had to say no, about No, that's a good this. point. I just think that there's like four or five members out there who have said, we won't vote for McCarthy no matter what. Yeah. You know what? You were elected by the people to represent the people of your district. And I don't know. I don't know Biggs uh, from Adam, other than I know his name and I know he's from Arizona. Uh, I don't know if his district is overwhelmingly uh, set against McCarthy. I doubt it. (coughs) I doubt that that's the case. Uh, But, uh, you know, get on with the business. There's things that we want to get done. Get to get to work. Biden is doing much more harm to us than McCarthy is.
2: I heard an interesting comment recently, which I thought was 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 uh, clever. Which is, of course, conservatives generally prefer overall that government does less rather than more. Yeah. Now that's a very broad brush, right? Because there are certain things we would like government to do, but nonetheless, overall, I think that's a fair characterization. So, they, so the person who made this comment was, well, you know what? If we don't have a speaker. Maybe that overall, that's good. Meaning, nothing going to get done then. Right now, that's probably not the best way to run uh, a, a railroad. But nonetheless, I thought it was clever. Yeah,
1: clever, but unrealistic because oh, of course. the house holds the purse strings. Right. and if they're not, you got to the right? pay the bills. You got to so pay the bills. That's right. You, you got yeah, to pay the money to keep the soldiers and sailors and right. airmen and everybody uh, out there protecting our, our country. That's you got to right. pay the the border guards to. Take the names of the people that are coming As to they cross. walk through That's the border. <laughs> That's right.
2: To hold the door open and, and to dust off the uh, welcome pad. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. So anyway, that, that brings you up to date on what's happening with that. They'll have, a, they'll, have a, they'll have a vote at 11 o'clock today, our time. Noon. High noon. Uh, they're in the chamber uh, later today. They're expecting that McCarthy will win sometime I today. I and I, there's about there's four or five people I do believe just have. Uh, I they're won't, not I vote won't for put him. it. I won't put yeah. I won't put it the way I would normally put it uh, off the air. But they don't like uh, McCarthy and they're not going to vote for him.
2: How many Republican defectors can he uh, sustain and still win?
1: Uh, he can do uh, four. I see. If he hits five, he's, he's done.
2: He's done. Got it.
1: He can't Got win. It. He cannot win. Needs 218. Right. Uh, what? There's 222 Republicans I right so now. That. Got it. Got so, it. So that's the math. Unless right. a bunch of Democrats decide right. of course, to vote present. Oh, right, because that drops the overall number. That's correct.
2: Right, because you need a majority of those in the body. And if someone votes present, basically that's deducted from the overall number, and then you need a majority of those that remain.
1: That's right. And there's a lot of people who said, well, why don't we do that? And I said, because you could end up with a Democrat as Speaker that. Right. No, no,
2: if Republicans do it, then the the Democrats who have held the line on the the Democrats. 212. Right. They they, they could win. So we don't want Republicans. Voting president, that present that no. could be very dangerous.
1: There's one voting president. I don't know I which know. one it is, but yeah. there's one that's voting president. I'm here. All right. So Dave Ellswick show. We got to get a break in. Let's do that. Don't forget about Hillcrest designer jewelry and uh, what Eric is doing. I'm. I got to show this new piece of jewelry I'm wearing to Robert. He'll like it a lot. So I'll, I'll, I'll show it to him. That uh, that Eric and I worked together on, and then I gave it. Uh, had one made for me. Had one made for Linda. And we're the only two people that have one like this. So uh, she, got, she got all emotional about it, too.
2: You told me about it before you got it.
1: Yeah, it's cool. I'd like to see it. It's very cool. So uh, we'll do that. Just know that he's not open this week. He'll reopen on Monday, taking some time off. It's a busy Christmas season, which is a good thing. I'm glad to hear that he was so busy he, he was ready to collapse when it was over with because that means he probably made some money. And, and for most you know, stores, a third to a half of their profit comes at christmas time so i'm really happy to hear that for eric so uh you go by and see him starting monday he'll be open monday through saturday next week 10 to 6 at hillcrest designer jewelry all right back with you here on the dave Elswick show this whole week here on the show we've been dealing with education because education is the number one priority For the new governor-elect, Sarah Huckabee Sanders has been saying that now for several weeks. Uh, Bob Clawson, Channel 4, sat down and talked with her. I got a little bit of that uh, interview, and uh, let's listen to some of it, and then we're going to come back and, and start peeling back the... the the leaves of the onion, so to speak.
0: When the first female governor is inaugurated, I got the chance to sit down with Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who will be the state's 47th governor. There's little time to reflect, and much has been spent, not unlike years past in the headlines and crosshairs of critics. And like in years past, she takes it all in stride as she becomes her home state's chief executive. From her time as the daughter of Governor Mike Huckabee.
3: Good
0: afternoon. To her time as the voice of the Trump White House.
4: This is Sarah. Sarah,
0: to her time as candidate for governor. Sarah Huckabee Sanders has been an open book to supporters and one often pried open by critics, giving every Arkansan a glimpse.
3: Unfortunately, I think they probably know more than they ever want, certainly more maybe uh, than they bargained for.
0: And now on to perhaps her biggest chapter so far.
3: You know, you kind of pinch yourself and say, are we really here uh, getting this opportunity and have the chance that we do what I think to do transformational things for the state of Arkansas?
0: During transition, some for cabinet appointments have raised eyebrows. Out of state, men and women experienced in their fields but not in Arkansas.
3: They know that we can bring about bold conservative reform here to the state and they want to be part of it. I think that's an amazing thing. If people want to criticize me for that, fine. Uh, I think it is spectacular that we have such a top tier high level of talent, both from in Arkansas and from around the country.
0: One issue impacting many Arkansans on the state and local level is crime. For that, she looks to lean on Arkansan and incoming attorney general, Tim Griffin.
3: I think we're going to have a great partnership, Um, having a solid attorney general uh, as a working partner I think is going to be a tremendous asset for us. Uh, we both have uh, I think a big passion for making sure public safety is a huge priority. The out-of-control crime that we are seeing ravage a lot of the cities across the state is simply unacceptable.
0: Her attention to education will be teacher pay, raising student scores and supporting parents of in-school students and homeschoolers as well.
3: One of the biggest things that I think we have to focus on is empowering parents to make the best decision for their kids and what that looks like is up to each family and whether that's home school private school charter school public school and with the appointment
0: of former energy arkansas ceo hugh mcdonald to lead the arkansas department of commerce She's going to be letting go of the reins.
3: I want our growth to be huge. Uh, I don't want Arkansas's growth to be limited or small in any capacity when it comes to the economy.
0: A boost that includes adjusting state income tax.
3: We're no longer going to be able to compete with Texas and Tennessee and Florida if we don't start to phase out that income tax and make sure that we are rewarding, hardworking Arkansans.
0: The governor-elect adds that she maintains a great relationship with the former president and she'll lean on a lifelong one with her dad.
3: I most certainly uh, use my dad as a resource. Um, I would be crazy not to. I also not only use him for his expertise in governing, but he also makes a pretty spectacular free babysitter, too.
0: And a heads-up dad... That call's coming.
3: The excitement has been there, I feel like, for the last two years. It has been kind of a slow build, build and really looking forward to activities on Tuesday and, more importantly, getting to work on Wednesday.
1: All right, so that, that was uh, Bob Clawson, Channel 4. Bob, I'll, I'll have to get him on the air, pick his mind on the air about that interview. Pretty interesting about that. All right, we're, we're just... Uh, a, about forty five seconds away from our first newscast today, and I want to get to that because maybe they'll have something new about what's going on with the speaker or whatever. Doubt it, but they might. Uh but uh you know, that's coming up at uh seven o'clock. Uh or oh, pardon me, six thirty. I'm a little ahead of myself this morning. But uh, we're gonna talk about uh the Learns program, which is uh the governor elects uh program she has on her website about education and what they want to do. We had Carlton Wing on yesterday, who's on the education committee in the House, and we talked to him extensively about this. I think that there are good things coming. I'll share my thoughts with you and get my guest thoughts when we come back. All right, back with you. Okay, so we played that uh, interview from Channel 4 with Bob Clawson, and uh, we thank Bob Clawson for that, you know the questions that he asked. Uh, we've been talking about education all week. Lori Lee was on from uh, uh, the uh, her her group. Miss, I forgot the name of it. Sorry, Lori. Uh, and they do good work and have been doing good work for years uh, in the state legislature dealing with uh, the uh, the education question. Uh, a couple of years ago, they were lucky enough to get a really anemic little piece out. uh, And uh, congratulations to Senator Dismang for being able to get what he got uh, passed in the legislature because there have been many Republicans who have been against school choice. Now it's very difficult for them starting this year because when you look at the platform – For the state party, state Republican Party, uh, universal uh, school choice is in our platform. It is right there in black and white. And if these people fight against it, why are you a Republican? I mean, that's the question then you have to ask. Why are you a Republican if you're going to fight against what the platform of your own party is? And uh, so... There's, there's, a course, uh, Cozart and uh, some of the other people uh, over there are going to have to make up their mind and make it up quick because this is going to come out of the starting blocks fast. I mean, uh, Sarah ran her campaign a good portion on changing education in, in Arkansas. And let me give you an example of something that happened and it will open up the conversation with Robert and Chris. Uh, Chris uh, Cor- uh, Corbett. <laughs> Corbett is yes, here. Sir. Man, I'm just my brain is like three steps behind my mouth this morning. It's terrible. Uh, that, but that's okay, but, Dave. Yeah. It's the
4: first. It's our first show in I, the new
1: year. Look, I haven't had a full cup of coffee yet. That's not good. That is it's just not good. not good for me. But anyway. Uh,
2: Chris never has a full cup of coffee, but I'm not talking about what he's drinking. If you, if you
1: take my <laughs> okay. meaning, all right. So here, let me let me. I heard this story that they, of course, they're they're meeting behind closed doors, getting things all set up because next Tuesday, Sarah's going to get you know take be sworn into office, and then she's going to hit the ground running. She's got to be ready to govern at that time and have the people in in place that are going to lead. Uh, the you know and try to get the uh, the legislature together to uh, to pr- pursue her programs and uh, one of the big things she's going to do is on education. They were meeting and talking, and somebody brought up a, qu- a question in the meeting uh, and looked at uh, the person who was facilitating the meeting and said, "Well, you know these are really great ideas that we want to do." But the superintendents aren't going to like them, and they said that the person who was the facilitator, and it was somebody of, of uh, that had some some weight in Sarah's administration, put her hands up like this. Okay, now they said her, so I think I know who probably it was, but she put her hands up, facing everybody, like you know, talk to the hand, be quiet, and she said, "Who said we're talking about superintendents?" we're talking about the kids. That is a 180 change in just thought process alone. When you start saying, we're putting kids and their parents first, superintendents get with the program. I, I like that idea. So let's go over a few of the things that we've heard, that we know. Number one, universal school choice. What is universal school choice? In a nutshell, universal school choice is the money follows the student. That's what it is. It means your student, everybody's student, uh, they'll determine how much state money is spent on average for each student to go to school.
2: Well, let's be clear, Dave, because a lot of folks don't know the details. It simply means, look, if you live in a school district and you send your kid to the school that they tell you, is your local school nothing changes, and your tax dollars that go along with your, your kid, your kid, continue to go to that school, <clears throat> as well as other people's tax dollars. So let's say the school allocates six grand per student. Well, if you say you know I've decided to send my kids to Cabot School District or to Little Rock Christian, so I'll give you an example of another public school district outside of your district, or a private school, well, guess what? Most, not all actually, but most of that money goes with you, of course, not into your pocket, uh, but to the new school that you chose. So you can actually use the money that the government would have been automatically sending to the district that you happen to live in and actually send it to the school you choose to send your kid to. And in fact, there's an added wrinkle, which means if you homeschool... That money will go to you for the purposes of paying for books and other stuff as well. So that's what we mean by universal school choice.
1: Yes. And uh, I thought Carlton Wing did a good job on it yesterday yesterday. When he said, you will not be stuck in school by zip code.
2: Well, that's exactly the point, right? So I was describing to you a moment ago how if you happen to live in dis- this particular district, any particular district, and whatever school is assigned to you, the Smith School, they get your money today no matter where you send your kids. So if you figure out a way, and it's not so easy right now, to send your kid to <laughs> Cabot schools, notwithstanding that you live in Little Rock— Well, Little Rock still gets your money. If you send your kids, as Chris did, to Little Rock Christian, right? That's what, right? Uh, Well, guess what? Little Rock still gets your money, uh, Little Rock Public Schools, notwithstanding that Chris is writing a $10,000 check on top of that to Little Rock Christian. Not any longer. Not under the new proposal.
1: Yeah, it's going to be very interesting, and it will unleash, I believe, education. It will bring competition to education because— public schools right now and and it's been it was proven during the uh, the covid uh when people started watching online and watching what was being done in the schools they didn't like it they wanted changes school boards were telling them stick it uh superintendents were telling them you know we we have your children and we know what's best for them and uh, invasion of the body snatchers was well underway in those school systems so you had them saying You know, just sit down be quiet. We take care of this. You don't take care of any of it. That's going to have to change now because schools are going to have to compete for students. And when you start competing for students, look, we're not all still driving Model As, are we? We're driving better and better cars every year. And the, the changes to the cars may not be happening just in Fords. There may be hap- new changes that are everybody's running over to buy uh, I don't know Toyo- uh, Toyotas or whatever. That's what's going to happen in school.
2: Well, for sure, look, uh, related to that notion is we know you, Chris and I, and the audience of the Dave Ellswick Show, know that we don't want our kids indoctrinated. Now, it happens at K-12 through and higher education, and we need to talk about the fact that we can higher, get into it. Indeed, higher education needs to be addressed the same way. They are browbeating these kids. But <clears throat> the point is that right now in Little Rock, I've seen it. I've, actu- I've gotten video of the uh, school using critical race theory to indoctrinate the students. We don't want that.
1: You're going to take that to some of the meetings uh, at the Capitol when they start getting the, yeah, they, they I, I gotta so that, that can, was sent to me. So they can watch it. Indeed, yeah. that
2: was sent to me maybe a year or two ago, and it's it, and it's chilling. And so we need to end the indoctrination of our kids. One way to end it is when you decide, well, I'm going to send my kids to uh, such and such private school. I know they're not doing that. By the way, I got wind recently that. Uh, Pulaski Academy, hired as the principal for the upper grades, um, a a woman who is embedded in critical race theory. She wrote her dissertation on critical race theory, and there's a whole bunch of hoopla going on now that people have discovered it. She said no more exams, no more AP classes, right? Because how do you make everybody equal under this equity notion? Well, you don't measure anything. Right, that's the only way you make yeah. people equal wow. is you don't me- because guess what? Not everybody the same, so you don't measure anything. Good luck with that when you try to send your kid to college.
1: So who who put her in that position? Before Apparently,
2: they choose- whatever they call the head of the whole school, I'll call him the headmaster. Put him in, and then parents started to realize something's going on here. They lost some percentage of their teachers, they and lost, now they
4: lost one with no
2: mask. Oh, that's right. You're a client. Reed, that's yeah. right. That's right.
1: Now, this is PA, right?
4: Yeah, PA. Classic Academy.
2: Uh-oh. So, there's, there's a – More th-
1: worried about not punting on third down than they are about what they're teaching. <laughs> oh, they big on the
4: football. Go get them. Go get them, Dave. Yeah. yeah. Football
2: coach. Yeah. So – you,
1: you get me going on that. Well, I, I, I love that football coach, He didn't punt on way. the fourth. No, he ever. never – I know.
2: Yeah, you're he, messing He, with he always runs it. Yeah, yeah, he always
1: goes for it. Yeah, right. Which is cool. And hey, he he had enough talent that he normally got it.
2: Yeah, the the numbers worked out for him. That's yeah. that's Moneyball. You've got to run the numbers, you know. Uh, but, yeah, there's some problem with this uh, principal at the hi, uh, higher grades. They have two principals for the higher grades at PA. And there's a controversy, a brewing. All right. Well,
1: I'll give the headmaster. I guess that's probably what their name <laughs> be is. be interesting. I'll give them a call, see if Indeed. I can get them Indeed. on to talk about it. I mean, there's some really interesting things going on right now in school boards. I mean, yeah. Conway School Board has uh, stood up oh, a yeah. l- against a lot. I of people. wrote,
2: uh, as you know, Dave, and your audience likely knows. I am a columnist now for the Democrat Gazette every Sunday. I do encourage people to subscribe because yes, I they, do.
1: I do but, like the the new jacket that you're wearing the, uh, you know, the tweed jacket. Yeah, with, right, with, right. With the, with arms, the patches, the patches exactly. on your elbows.
2: I thought I had that already uh, for being a law professor, <laughs> but apparently being a columnist is they hand it out to you like the green jacket for the winning the golf uh, tournaments, right? <clears throat> but I'm a columnist, and I do encourage folks uh, to get a subscription, if they can, to the Democrat Gazette. And I wrote a column on the good work that they're doing at the uh, Conway School District, although I gave them some criticism, I gave them some criticism, because they were a little hinky when it came to uh, transparency. Emails. That's right.
1: Yep, that's I know right. what you're talking about.
2: That's right. So uh, hopefully...
1: Kevin and I have been covering that very right. closely. That's right.
2: So hopefully we'll clean that up. Uh, but on the substance, they were dead on.
1: All right, let's take a break. We've got to get a break in here on the Dave Ellswick Show. And uh, who am I supposed to talk about here? Uh, oh, Pat Davis. Okay, let's talk about Pat Davis for a moment. Pat Davis and your uh, health insurance. Make sure you get a hold of Pat. Get a hold of him today. Talk to him today because he can start saving you thousands of dollars for 2023 on your health insurance if you'll talk to him, pay attention to him, and uh, get your health insurance through him. Okay, we've got to continue on here, and, and we're talking about Sarah Huckabee Sanders, governor-elect, and, and what I think you can expect uh, after Tuesday. Tuesday's when the uh, the new general assembly will get underway and that's uh and she'll she'll be taking the oath of office tuesday uh i'm pretty sure we'll have that uh for you live here on the air on 1011 fm uh, the answer uh and because it's a historic occasion it's not just because it's sarah huckabee sanders well yeah it is because it's sarah huckabee sanders she's a woman she's the fir- she'll be the first woman uh governor for the state of arkansas so that's uh, that's a big deal so we'll be covering it for you and we want to hear what she has to say to you and other arkansans about you know her vision uh for uh for the uh, the state uh, talking to uh state representative carlton wing from north little rock uh yesterday uh you know he says that he thinks it's going to be fairly uh smooth sailing because she's been working very closely with the caucus and what that what she wants to do so no surprises now that doesn't mean there won't be some surprises from some of the elected members of the legislature something something always will come up during the legislative session that will cause some rifts uh, amongst people. Like well, I hope them, she she continue. moves forward
4: on this education reform, Dave.
1: Well, that's the number
4: 1 thing yeah. she she's she's
1: said it now 3 4 times yeah. out loud well, for everybody. There's got
4: to be a change for it to get better. And I got to tell you, I'm sitting here across from you thinking about what I've done in education and it's gotten worse. Yeah. I volunteered my time on a charter school board called Eastem. Um, E-STEM
1: I remember was that.
4: paid $6,000 of students. This is back in oh, uh, 2012, 2011. We got the money at $6,000 per student. There was a 3,000-person waiting list to get into charter schools.
1: Who was that? Was that the guy's name? Was that Kimbrough that was the headmaster down? Oh, uh,
4: well, he, the superintendent yeah. was the one that lost his job. The first superintendent yeah. was... Um, Oh, let me take let me back he up. He went out of the principal the, of East End, yeah, right? Right. He lost his job as a superintendent of Little Rock School District. Yes.
1: Was that Kimbrough? It was, I can't I just remember thinking off top. He, was he was from Florida. He was from Florida.
4: And, um, and then funny. he did a good job when he went to East End. Oh, em. he did great. He did fantastic. It was funny. Um, he had not experienced a, an Arkansas winter, and he, he called me, and he said, Hey, man, there's there's water shooting up in my yard. Yeah. <laughs> I said, I said that's, Bro, that's your sprinkler, man. It froze. He's like, Oh. <laughs> Call go, go tu-
1: yeah, and go turn your water uh, on. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
4: But um anyways the <laughs> the deal with the East End was people wanted choice. Now, yes. This isn't new. This education reform in Arkansas was uh, back to the eighties in the Blue Ribbon Commission. And it was it, it wasn't adequate then and it's not adequate now. Right now, Southwest School District, Southwest High School, this new hundred million the Mur- dollars. Murphy Commission? Yeah. Yeah, well, the blue. Yes, yeah. That's yes, it. The blue. Okay. Red, they were, they're, they're saying education was wrong. Well, Yeah.
1: Right? It is. Uh, Has been for, for a long, long time. 40 years ago. Yeah.
4: I graduated high school in 1989. I came out of high school public schools. I didn't know any better. I went out to the Air Force Academy and I knew immediately I was woefully unprepared coming out of Arkansas High School public schools. I graduated from Hall and. The reason I know is I got around with all these smart kids. I was like, oh, gosh, I ain't the smartest kid no more in class.
1: Yeah, they're using five-syllable
4: words. Yeah, I was like, uh. <laughs> they're
1: not saying y'all.
4: Right. <laughs> and uh, so now we're in the same boat. We're in the same boat right now. Right now, the high, Arkansas high schools are pipelined to prisons. I'll did, say it. I'll call them out. Did you?
1: It, did you hear when Jimmy and I were doing the story about North Little Rock schools? Remember no. Which what one? was it? What was about it? Uh, about six was about six years ago that they ran. They wanted um, more property taxes because they wanted to build up the buildings and everything. Yeah. Robert, I yeah. fought. So I fought hard. Well, let tell you. Oh and yeah, I the, remember and that? that. We, and the we, we killed it. it. No, more no, no, more no, money. no, Oh no! Oh, that's when it went through because. Yeah. Oh, oh no! I'm went. thinking the penny tax yeah. special
2: election. Yeah.
4: yeah, was it a special election? Yeah.
1: Everybody oh. got so excited because, look, we're going to make the schools better, blah, blah, yeah. blah, 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 sure. blah. I said, yeah, but are your kids going to learn more? And the answer to that is a woefully no. Right. And uh, I wish I had Jimmy here right now because he had the latest numbers from Little Rock, uh, North Little Rock High School. Well, Do you know that 75% the of their, their kids That's right. can't read a grade level?
4: That's right. And if you can't read 75%. Yeah.
1: So what all that money do for you other than give you a really nice football field? There you go. I'm sorry about I'm a biggest sports fanatic there is around amongst these three guys. Yeah. You know, I, don't, you know, I don't care. You know another <laughs> you know statistic
4: correlates with that? Seventy five percent of incarcerated people in Arkansas can't read on the fourth grade level. Unbelievable.
1: That that so And uh, now it's getting to where seventy five percent can't read at the third grade level. If you
4: looked at just that <laughs> factor, Dave You couldn't tell whether it's an Arkansas high school or an Arkansas prison. Mm -hmm. That literally. And I hope she, I'm more power to her. I hope she can do something about it. Well, here's the key. If you've
1: been spending all the money we have, and and we've been spending the money. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're talking about 61 cents of every state tax. It ain't a money issue. That's for sure. Goes to the schools and goes to not, we're not talking to the upper echelon, to the colleges. We're talking. Through Kindergarten 12. through, through 12th, 12th grade. But
2: let me make a All point right. of that. If I interrupt for just one second. It's not like we're paying a lot to the teachers. No. I'm. Where's that money going, right. going? Yeah. It's part of the superintendents. question. The superintendents make and over I've... a quarter million dollars a piece. Yep.
1: I've been doing, we've been doing that. You and Jimmy Cavan have yeah. been
2: on top of this. The money that these superintendents are doing, basically they are raping our wallets. Man. Raping them.
4: Yeah,
1: they are. Well, it's pretty bad when you don't even have the number one school uh, size in Arkansas, and you're making $300,000 a yeah. year. And,
4: and and it's not getting better, Dave. No. I mean, they're not, they're, well, there's well, no accountability. And
1: that's what I was going to say. That's the problem. If, if it's, not working, it's not working, and we've been doing it for years, yeah. and yeah. we've been pouring millions upon millions of dollars into it, then it's time to stop. I mean, if you keep doing that, then yep. Eisen, not Eisenhower, but Einstein—would say mm-hmm. you're insane. Yeah, because you're right, expecting I mean. a different result from something you just continue to do over and over and over and over again, and no matter what anybody says, if the if there's an answer out there that nobody wants to do to, to take care, and you've tried everything else, then that other answer is probably the right one to do. We'll talk more about it when we come back. It's Dave Ellswick's show. Thanks for being with us. we got more to tell. We're going to talk about education. It's going to be a big, big topic. Get used to it. It's going to be everywhere that you turn. All right, let's get back to it. I'm getting into this real quick because I want to get back to the conversation. It's an important conversation that we're having this morning. It's something you got to be aware of. Uh, it's something that I I'm promised you for years, and I'm, I'm going to continue to promise this. You listen to this show, and you'll know what's happening in your state. Okay, that's something that I've I've pushed local all the time here on my show. And we're going to be look. You you hear all the the arguments and everything you need about what's going on nationally on every show. Almost that come on after me. You know Charlie Kirk and you know you got Sean Hannity and everybody else. They're going to talk about all of this. I don't need to talk about it as much as they do. Now, I'll I'll mention it. I mentioned about the speakership in the start of the show. But the bottom line is there's big things that are going to happen in the state legislature. And I know Robert agrees with this. I know that Chris agrees with this. Can't wait. That are going to have a day-to-day impact on you and your children. And we need to be hashing it out on the air so we all know what's going on and and how it's going on because you're going to hear all the lies. They're coming. You're going to hear it from the school superintendents.
4: Yeah,
1: I'm already hearing it from uh, some of the teachers and stuff. I've been watching the Twitterverse and and reading them. Oh, this this school uh, choice thing. It's only to help the rich people. That's all it. The rich people don't need it. They've got it already. That's exactly. That's right, what I'm babe. telling you. They're they've got it already. <laughs> uh now this for your kids that's what it is right. what what's the lady's name here uh locally is it lincoln is that her name miss lincoln Which one? that uh fought obama when she lived in washington dc
4: oh Bland's lincoln? Bland's lincoln the previous no, it was a in lansley oh. what well, what's just oh. another, know, another know, lady
1: it's a, they they did a movie about her uh it's on netflix oh nice i want to watch and, it and uh it was about the private school that, that she fought for her daughter to go to oh you know look you go to Washington for instance and just to bring this into really crystal clear vision here. Right. Uh, Obama wasn't sending his kids to the Washington DC public schools. No Democrat
2: oh. has. They're just a bunch of hypocrites. I think actually Jimmy <laughs> Carter did for a short time yeah. and then pulled out Amy. Was it, Amy? of course. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. Because of course they're they're hypocrites.
1: Yeah. You know, they put their kids in private schools. Why? Dave, it's not because
2: it's not they're not for better. The I'll
4: tell you what I'll tell you what when you mean that it's not for the rich. Did it piss me off? I was paying uh, property and taxes, have. and my $8,000 per student wasn't going to me while I had three kids in private school. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah. But I could afford private school. You still and, sent your kids to sacri- private school. I did, but I sacrificed for it. It was 2500 bucks a month.
1: Look, I know other parents that can't send their kids to a, uh, a private school can only go with the public school yeah. district. And sold their homes in a, a school district they didn't want to be in and bought another home that really tried this, the, the family's finances oh, yeah. so they could
4: be in a school district that did have a good 100% school. 100% happens all the time. That happens all the time, Dave. It shouldn't be that way. That's right. Well, that's why you got a lot of folks living uh, that work in Little Rock that live in Bryant, They live in Conway, um, Alexander, Benton. And they're, they're going down there for the better schools. Because exactly, they don't
1: want to be in the Little Rock School District. Well, it's the same thing with Cabot. I mean, for years, yeah. and I'll argue the point that Cabot schools are not as good as they were when I moved up there 23 years ago. Right, are they struggling? Yeah, well, the, the, they, the, 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 yeah. the
4: facts don't lie. Yeah, well, my, my mother is a public school teacher, 42 years, Little Rock School District, and I know, I know exactly what's going on. And uh, she lost her job in the Southwest High School when they built the Southwest High School. Because they
2: violated the law. And we yep. were just before Judge Mackey Pierce right. uh, uh, on an argument about how they broke the law about civil service uh, entitlement for teachers yep. to protect them. And we just had a very good uh, argument before Judge Mackey Pierce. I've never been before Mackey Pierce before. And however he rules, and I don't know how he's going to rule, he was a real gentleman. In fact, we, Chris and I had back-to-back hearings the first day on a different case before Judge Tim Fox, the second one uh, before Judge Mackey Pierce. And what right. I can definitively say is Judge Mackey F- Pierce is a gentleman. Way to go. Wait, <laughs> right. Wait what?
4: Yeah, Wait, four, That's a nice way of putting there it. There was huh? four other teachers that lost their job. Ovid Lamb, Judith Hart, Carol Overton, and my mother, Becky Nelson. And um, they're fighting to get their jobs back. And um, well, I hope that that happens. Well, and it's, it's just crazy that, that the Little Rock School District violated their own internal policy to fire all these teachers and open this new Southwest High School. They fired all the teachers at J.A. Fair, McClellan, and Hall and one Elementary School. And what's the name of that bureaucrat who was running the schools? Michael Poor, yeah. and it was Johnny Key. Johnny Key, he both gone. Of,
2: both of them. Michael yeah. Poor, bunch gone. of pure yeah. hacks. Yeah. Goodbye, goodbye. Yeah. Yeah. Don't let the door hit you in the anyway. Yeah.
1: Johnny, uh, Johnny Key is is he's done as of Tuesday. Good. Yeah, that
2: that that's uh, three days uh, too late.
1: <laughs> we've got we've got uh, Jacob Olivia from Florida coming in. Fantastic. And, uh, you know, big things are happening in Florida as far as education is going, and DeSantis is leading the charge on that.
2: But let me tell you, I told you off the air, Dave, my sister is a great school teacher in Florida, and she just got a new... Uh, what do they call it, syllabus, uh, shall we call it? Syllabus. No. Yeah, uh, for like third grade. And she calls me and about government, right? And she goes, it's a bunch of CRT. I said, well, what do you mean? She goes, it's just protesting the government. I said, okay, well, that's part of it. She goes, no, it ain't part of it. That's it. There's nothing about the branches of government. There's nothing about the structure of government. It's all about protest this and protest that. And, like, what's a guy who was the um, communist organizer for unions, Chavez, right? The big section on Chavez. like, wait, Chavez, but not on the three branches of government? She said, that's right. I said, well, we just got your guy, Olivia, coming in. She said, it doesn't happen at the state level. That's right.
1: And, that you know, that's what we've got to talk about. That's right. It's going to happen at the local level. There's a big story coming out, uh, and I'll be covering it. I've already been contacted. The people want to be on the air. And they went in and talked to superintendents. They went in and talked to teachers. They went in and talked to a lot of different people uh, on hidden camera. Oh, really? And asking them about CRT and... Uh, are you going to be teaching it in the schools? And they say, so, well, not CRT. We'll call it something else.
2: Oh, they oh that's it. The light and on and here's the real critical thing because they always say, well, we don't teach CRT. There's two components when we have a discussion about teaching CRT. One is to actually say, hey, this is what critical race theory means. So you're teach. The other is to have the notions of CRT drive the syllabus. And that, that latter one is what's taking place across this country. I know it happens in Little Rock. I know it's happening in Florida. Washington and County. Right, Washington yeah. County. So that's what is meant by teaching CRT, to let that indoctrination of leftist race-based philosophy guide the presentation of material. It's happening, and we got to cut that cancer out.
1: It's got to be stopped. A, well, yeah, it's it's not radiation therapy. It's going to be surgery.
4: It's going to bleed a little bit. That's it's going to z- hurt. Yeah,
1: it's going it, to. look, this is going. It's going to be. There's going to be a transition yeah. period. There is yeah. always a trans uh, transition period from when you do something one way and move to another way, and the worst. One is when you've been doing something for years and years and years, and it yeah. hasn't been working, and now you're going to try something new. And uh, the people who have vested their time and their efforts into it and making their money off of it are suddenly going to see that cut back on them. Right? They're going look. It's like a dying animal. When does a di- when does an animal get the, the most dangerous? When it's been injured, or when it's dying?
4: Well, you're right about that.
1: That's when it gets. I mean, you don't want to turn your back on a lion if you've shot it.
4: Well, I mean, and folks are scared of change, Dave. you oh, got yeah. to embrace change. Yeah, you got to. They, they drive that into you in the military. If They'll, what you're doing is you not yeah. working, it's not going to work tomorrow if right. it, didn't run, it hasn't worked for the last 50 years. And, you know... The fact that you can't guarantee the change is going to be for the better, but you have to change to try to get better.
1: That's exactly right. It's that simple. And there's some, look, we're not going into this with our eyes closed and, you know, like a a blind man with a cane. That's not the way it's happening. There's all kinds of other states that had more balls than we had (laughs) and made the necessary changes that they needed to make. And uh, they're reaping some great results from it. Now we know that you're going to get good results if you do X, Y, and Z instead of you know D, E, and F. So we're going to D, E, and
2: I. Yeah, we're going to do we're going to do
1: the other stuff. All right, we're going to yeah. we're going to we're going to make that change. Is it difficult? Yes. Is it scary for some people because they're going to give up their
2: power? Right. Superintendents are going to lose power. It's even more than that. To be clear. Some public school districts will cut back in size, and when you cut back in size, you cut back in payroll for these administrators.
1: And why will they cut back in size? Because a lot of of, uh, parents in some school districts are going to say, sayonara, I'm going somewhere else. That's right. You Uh, all are failing. I'm done.
2: I don't need government-mandated schools telling me where to go and what to learn. Now— Maybe they're, if they want to compete, they want to put on a good product, I'll go.
1: Well, yeah. In fact, in Florida, the public schools have seen uh, about a 3% increase in their schools. But guess what? Their schools have
2: changed. Yeah, my, my sister teaches at a magnet school, top scores, I think, across the state. State nice. uh, And uh, because she's committed, and y- every day I talk to her, she tells me about the bu- bureaucrats. Uh, she says, well, I got a student who needs special education, or I got a student who's um, gifted, and those are two separate tracks, of course, uh, and I would like to send them, oh, well, you got to fill out this paperwork, and then in two weeks, we got to meet, and then it's going to be too late this semester, so we'll carry it yep. over, and she, sh- and she oh, says them, let's just get it done. I went
1: through that, by the yeah. way, with my own daughter. There you Go. Right. I I understand how that works. Okay, it's 18 minutes after 7. Look, I have had one, two, three children graduate from the Cabot School District. I've still got one in the Cabot School District. Won't say what her name was because I, I make mad, people mad over there at the school board and things of that nature. I don't want them to know. So uh, And it's not Ellswick. Her last name's not Ellswick. So there you go. Poop. <laughs> uh, so bottom line is, you know, I I have to pay attention to that. But the bottom line is we've got to call this kind of stuff out. I get complained at a lot. Well, Dave, why do you want to air the dirty laundry? Because if you don't air the dirty laundry,
2: it stays
1: dirty. You That's know, why. I had, I had a <laughs> right bureaucrat
2: there. say to me, well, you know, uh, we don't really like when you mention the uh, law school in public. And I said – but oh, wait, they
1: do. They do. If you're going to say something positive, right?
2: But a, 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 and my my comment is: Have you fixed the problems in private? Hmm. Oh no, no, we like it the way it is. Uh, okay, so if I can't be heard here, I'm going to be heard in the public. And by the way, yeah. the media comes to me, That's right. not the other way around.
1: Yeah, I understand what you're saying. That's how I got involved with with Robert. Now, about 15 years ago.
2: Amazing.
4: Right.
1: That's how it happened, and he's been a part uh, of my well, show ever since. What he just mentioned
4: right there happens all the time in government. When I was at the highway department, and I was president of the American Society of Civil Engineers, some of the engineers there didn't like some of the press, and the highway department doesn't like bad press, right? Oh, no. But if they were doing right, then I wouldn't have brought it out. Yeah. but and you
2: That's it's it. scary, though. Cronyism? And corruption right. equals a lack of transparency. If you hear someone say, we can't comment, we won't comment on public matters, that's cronyism and corruption. That's right.
1: All right. Let's take a break. we got to call a break right now, and then we'll come back. We're going to talk more about this. P.I. Roofing once you know it's P.I. Roofing Home Solutions now. They do construction now. Let's say you need a deck fixed; They'll fix it. I know that for a fact because I called them. I, uh, I've i talked to them. I've got a plan set up with them. I know what it's going to cost me. And starting around uh, March, April-ish, we're going to fix the deck out at my house so that I can invite people like uh, Robert Steinbach over to my house this summer. Chris, Ka- you know, Chris, you know, yeah, we'll have bourbon and cigar night at the at the Ellswick uh, Ranch. You know, do that. Uh, sometimes you've had your roof is leaked. And, of course, PI roofing is the roof. Uh, company to use to fix your roof, but what if it leaked into your house so bad that it destroyed a wall? They can do the construction to fix that wall. PI Roofing, you call them. 501 707 Again, let me remind you, the numbers I give for my advertisers, for my show, that's the same numbers that I use. They're not like numbers to the Batcave. Uh, you know, I Batman answers when I call. That's not how it works. The same people answer to me that will answer to you. So uh, you give them a call. Have them do some work for you. 501-707-3115 or visit them online, piroofing.com. All right. We're back with you here on Dave Ellsworth Show. I'll tell you all about it. Megan Fox. Yeah, no, no, not oh, Megan Fox. Yeah. Megan Fox. That Megan Fox is the actress. The movie She's Megan. gorgeous. The, 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 the story Megan that just opened up uh, today. Oh, okay. Is about a doll that is AI. <gasps> yes. Uh, and, uh, you know, bad things go bad.
4: Dave, I've seen the. I pre- know what you're talking about, it's now. Good that movie. That movie preview scares me. It's creepy. It scares me. Yeah. Well, you know why?
1: Why? And, I, and I'll tell you what, Mr. Aaron uh, Weatherhurt, who is running the board, will know why it's when scary. I say James Wan. Is the producer? Oh man! Everybody knows who James Wan is. All right. Have you ever seen any of the the movies about you know the couple that go out to get rid of the ghosts in the house and all of that oh, kind that's of stuff? Scary. Yeah, that's that's him. <laughs> it's also Fast and Furious, the last few of them. But I like when he does his scary stuff. And, oh man! Uh, this movie is good. I like it, and just. Just very quickly, Robert. Wait, I promise it? I won't. Yeah, I won't saw it, saw it last night. Oh, it's true. Okay. Here, Here's the key. It spends the first, it's about an, a little over an hour and a half. Yeah. A little bit more than 90 minutes. And it spends the first maybe 35, 40 minutes talking about what the Dow was supposed to do. It's about a little girl. Her mother and father killed in a car crash. Yeah. Her, the sister, her aunt. Her aunt, her sister, was the one that was killed, uh, becomes her legal guardian. Okay. And uh, she's having trouble because she is a single uh, and and very business-driven woman, doesn't know how to raise a kid. And so she has been developing this AI uh, of having a, um, you know, this uh, kind of creation that can bond with a human.
4: Yeah. Well, well this, this it a- bonds, yeah.
1: and but bad things happen.
4: And then the AI learns.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. I got to tell See, I'm going to tell self, Rob a secret self, like, right now. Like almost like self-replicating. <laughs> okay, so
4: Rob asked me a question. I went out to chat AI, I asked the question, and I responded to to Rob mm. with AI, and he didn't know. What was, but what then, was the question? Let me tell you. Mm. Rob called it out. Yeah! He said, "What would you do? Cut and paste this off the net?" And he didn't know that I had. Yeah. <laughs> what was it? <laughs> so you took you – The took rules the, to, to recuse a judge. I, okay. I, asked, I asked the chat AI. He said, where would you get this, off the web? That's exactly where it came from. Okay. So just know
1: that <laughs> this is what we're – artificial intelligence. Yeah.
4: I'm all it's about
1: robots and stuff. Yeah. Until they, the scientists step back and say to the AI – Teach yourself.
4: Okay, AI is scary. If anybody wants to check it out, go to chat. Uh, it's openai.com, and just ask it any question you
2: want. If if anybody it, the wants chicken the egg. It, if anybody wants to check it out, rent Terminator. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: yeah, Skynet.
2: Yeah. Just remember just that Skynet. term,
1: Skynet. Skynet. Right? That's what I always say yeah. when I see a lot of the stuff that's going on. I, I'm, up, I'm up for artificial intelligence to a certain point. That's scary, Dave. But what happens when the artificial intelligence says, I'm smarter than you? Well, Dave, and what you're is. trying to do is not, yeah. Well, it takes all empathy and everything out right. of the that's equation right. at that
4: point. I'm, I'm deep into it right now. It's at a high school student, a thirty. It's a 36 ACT high school student. If they're coming out with a new. It's called GPT four, and it's going to be and have an access a database of one trillion sentences, a trillion sentences, and that that. It'll be, be able to
1: talk to you. It will be able to reason, right.
4: David he will draft a movie script for you. Yeah. People are, this is going to blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I understand. I understand. And it is it is to be, uh, you know, it's to be worried about. I'm trying to think of the word. What does it mean when machine and human meld together? What's that called? Uh, there's a lot of people. Cyborg? That, no, it's not cyborg. No, it, it's a it's a philosophical mm-hmm. way of of man becoming machine. Yeah. And uh, and they, this is what they want.
4: It'll write an essay for you. It'll it'll it's amazing. I've what's what, I've asked it. These are like this what's is this is tick- like the stuff head? like what
1: you know Elon talks about. Oh, at times, he does about putting things in your brain. Oh yeah. You know neural links. Yes, where the, you can talk to somebody. I could be looking at you and talking to you in your head. You know what I do? Uh, Robert? Because you got a neural link, I hook up with you, and we can carry on a conversation, and Chris doesn't even hear us.
4: I'm going to ask him. I'm going to ask uh, uh, the chat AI how to reform the education in Arkansas. Oh, I'll That'd rep- be a good. I'll one. report back.
1: Yeah, Q <laughs> says, "Do something different." That'd be an answer. Do something different.
4: <laughs> write me a please write me a ten page essay on Arkansas education reform.
1: Yeah, see it's, it's it's really crazy. It really, really is uh, what's going on right now as far as ai but the movie's fun i enjoy it i can't it.
4: wait it's scary I, though that that little doll scares me well
1: they it they they did it and then they went to the the movie people and they gave it an r rating they didn't oh. want an r rating so they went back and reshot some of it it's so terrifying they <laughs> took out well they took a <laughs> lot of the really heavy gore out of it i oh, guess okay. and uh, it's pg13 now oh it is so and it's not because of language it's because of the thematic elements in it Ooh. there's some Really kind of, there's some creepy stuff. Is it, worse, in
4: it. is it better or worse than Chucky?
1: Oh, it's better than Chucky.
4: <laughs> Chucky Chucky's good, but Chucky
1: was, you know, you know, demon possession yeah, and all of that. Yeah. That's not what this is okay. at all. All right, Bill O'Reilly joins us, and then we'll be back on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, so during this whole show today with Robert Steinbach, who, by the way, is a uh, law professor at the, uh, the school of law here in uh, Little Rock, and the Bowen School Law. Know that his opinions are his and his alo- alone and not necessarily of the Bowen School Law or of the uh, university to which it is attached. I want to make that very clear. And Chris Corbett is here. Uh, he's an attorney from out in Conway. He's a fifth generation Arkansan. Uh, that car is looking excellent that you're oh, working with your son you. on. It's looking really good. Oh, and, of course, uh, Robert is a practicing attorney at well. Go ahead you got to see the Mustang. I said, you, that picture, the last picture you sent me was really nice.
4: Ooh, the paint job's outside.
1: I was going to say, it looks great. Who did the paint job for you? Uh,
4: Steve's Auto over there, Steve Gaffner in Conway. Okay. And he, t- he took a personal ownership in it and said, I can't let you drive this around because you're going to tell people who painted it. I was like...
1: So, so doesn't that what he wants? He wants oh, it is. That's why right. his point
2: it. was he he made Chris. So Chris, you got to replace this cracked taillight and this kind of thing yeah. because I'm not letting you drive this around with my oh, beautiful with paint my job name on, it. on it. Yeah,
1: exactly. And look, he doesn't have to sign it if he's done the painting. Uh, it's it's us, usually most painters are so good that you can tell who did the painting. Ooh,
4: it's like I can't. I don't want to drive it on a gravel road. I don't want to drive <laughs> no it in t- the t- rain. T- no chips. I got to carry around a microfiber towel to wipe it down. You can see a fingerprint on it.
1: I'm saying, yeah, you can walk up to it and it looks wet, doesn't yes. it? Yes. Yes. It looks wet. It looks like you stick your finger in it. Ooh. Uh, and that's, that's good stuff. What's his name again?
4: Steve Gaffner. Up okay. There in St- he's a fantastic guy. I used to be at West End.
1: I, I used to work at a small market in Wichita Falls, Texas. Oh, yeah. And I lived out in Burke Burnett. Yeah. And. Uh, there was a guy who had a shop out there, mm-hmm. and he raced uh, AAA fuel injected uh, Ooh, drag nice, strip stuff. Yeah. and he was one of the greatest painters I've ever seen. And he he did a lot of other. He did a lot of. What's the family that is in uh, uh, drag racing uh, that you always see him uh, competing? Oh. That his daughters compete yeah, now and all I that. Know
4: that. it's on the tip of my tongue. Yeah,
1: and anyway, he did all his painting. I'm and I'm it. just saying, really, really, and you, when you well, it's say a it, skill. I'm skill. It's a skill. You just yeah. need to
4: look at it. It's like they have the instant that you need to move that. They see yeah. a line.
1: Oh. Yeah, they can see it all. And they've got the necessary equipment. It's not an easy Don process. Schwartz, maybe? Don no, that's not Schwartz. It's not. It. Schwartz guy did all the, the wild stuff, oh. uh, the rat rods and stuff. All right we'll take we'll take we will take we will come back and talk about that in just a second right now I want to move to a different subject. It's with education, but it's about higher education right now uh the Governor of Florida DeSantis is at war with some of his universities and it it deals with something that Robert talked about about his sister dealing in uh you know uh, Elementary and and secondary, not higher education, and that is the teaching of of subjects that are detrimental to uh, what's going on. Well, let's be clear here uh, in this country. It's
2: not that they're teaching a subject; is that they're indoctrinating students by embedding within normal subjects, math, science, English, social studies. Uh, Left-wing, radical left-wing ideology, Stalinist, and,
1: Marxist, the, right, you and know, it's hidden
2: in there. So it's an indoctrination method. If you want to have a class called Communist Theory or Nazi Theory, that's fine, actually, because we have to learn the pathology that is communism and Nazism. But if you want to teach a course and embedded in it is communism or Nazism. Well, then you got a problem. That's the
1: difference. Well, here's what's really always bothered me: is the first person that calls me a fascist doesn't even know what a fascist is. That's right,
4: or Marxist. Okay. Yeah, they don't have
1: a, they don't even have a clue. If you tell them, okay, so what is a fascist? They can't tell you. They can't explain. And then I look at them and go, you know what? You're really the fascist, and you don't even know it. That's what's really scary.
4: It's scary. They're just uninformed, ill-informed.
1: They're I won't even say that they're ill-informed. They're ignorant.
4: Yeah.
2: So Ign- I, I
1: guess ignorance is a form of being ill-informed. Yeah. Indeed. You know, bottom line. But still, uh, well, they think they're so smart and they're so stupid.
4: Yeah. Well, we were talking about harmful words. These higher universities putting out harmful words. Well,
1: you mean out of Stanford where you yeah. can't say American well, anymore?
4: Here's the deal. In my, in my nutshell, in a nutshell, what what does that mean? Are they going to ban you from student, certain, using certain words? That means they're going to control your thoughts you can't think this way, can't use these words. And then the next step is, well, if it's illegal, we'll put you in jail for what you say. That's number one. It's free speech, right? Mm -hmm. And then you get to number two. They're always pounding on the Second Amendment. Every time a, a, a gun bill comes out, three more pop up. The nutshell in that deal is, tell me one piece of legislation that prevents a criminal from getting a gun. It's always regulating The lawful, biting of citizens. It's good guys against bad guys. Now they're moving on to to number one. They want to regulate your speech. It's outrageous, Dave. And, uh, uh, you know, we're going to be litigating guns for law-abiding citizens in the Supreme Court, Arkansas Supreme Court, what, February 2nd, February 3rd, we have an
2: oral argument. Oh, yeah. Come on down. It's yeah. open to the public. Big We're talking guns yeah. in courthouses, That's right. guns in courtrooms. These, If you're an attorney, the law, the law says you can do it, but a bunch of bureau hacks are stopping us from doing it. Yeah, I think it's February 3rd, February yeah. 2nd. Mm, one of those, yeah, in the
4: round building. I've no, I, don't, I, know, I, have, I do not know any other round building in Arkansas.
1: Supreme Court building. There you That's go. That's where we're going to down be. on the
4: state capitol mm-hmm. and uh, it's the one that the one as you drive
1: towards the state yeah, capitol I think it's, it's on beautiful. the uh, south side, it and it looks great. Fantastic. It stands out from all the other buildings.
4: I'm actually the plaintiff, so I can't do the oral argument. I'm. I'm you could I'm actually, but could I? Yeah, sure. i'm doing it <laughs> anyways it's going to be it's going to be interesting, and it's what we do um and um so anyways, but the k through twelve is uh, uh, important but also higher education and that's what we 're talking about so if you can't use certain words in higher education, how are you going to express your thoughts right yeah if you can't read in high school it's a pipeline to prison
1: okay. it's so let me let me say something and then we i want to move back to talking about colleges. This is George Orwell from uh, the the, uh, book 1984. Yeah. All right. Football, beer, and above all, gambling filled up the horizon of their minds. To keep them in control was not difficult.
4: Oh, man.
1: Can I read that again? Yeah. All right. George Orwell. Football, beer, and above all, gambling filled up the horizon of their minds. To keep them in control was not difficult. Golly. Talking about the masses. Yeah, sure. You know, bread and circus is an easy way of saying it from Rome.
4: Right. That's
1: a, that's that's, bottom line.
4: Well, in NFL is modern day gladiators.
1: Yeah. When you when you look around, I mean, seriously, when you talk to people and uh, you want to talk about education, but they're more interested in talking about, hey, Razorbacks pulled one out last night yeah. of Bud Walton. You know, you got somebody that's got their priorities put in the wrong spot.
4: Right. Right. It's entertainment.
1: It's it's all it is. It's entertaining. It's that's all it is. One of my favorite commercials right now is uh, the ones they they do with Fansville uh, with Dr Pepper, where they're talking the black lady's talking about her husband, and yeah. he, he says it's just a game.
2: Ah, he's lost his mind.
1: You know, and I'm thinking, see, that's that's the that's the truth of the matter right there. Right. It really, I love that that commercial. That's a great commercial. It really is a good commercial. Uh, hey Don Garlitz is who I was thinking about. Yeah. yeah. Garlitz Gar, was Don good, Garlets. but there's another another one. There's a family, and I can't think of I'll find it when we take our break, which is right now. Then I'm going to come back, and I'm going to kind of turn Robert loose a little bit. Let's do it. I'm going to unhook your collar, sir, from the chain. <laughs> are you ready for that? Yeah. You are? Okay. East End towing, don't forget about it. If you find yourself over on the right-hand side of the road, and you got a problem with your car, with a trailer... Uh, with uh, you know a, a trailer you're pulling, or maybe with a camper that you're driving, know that you can call East End Towing, and they know what to do, no matter what situation you're in. If you're in a ditch and your back w- wheels are hanging in the ditch, front wheels are up on kind of the solid ground, but you can't, you know, it's a rear-wheel drive car, you can't get out of the ditch. You call East End Towing; they've got the equipment to get you out and do it without. Damaging your mode of transportation. Give them a call, 501 888 8849. Okay, we're back here on Dave Ellswick Show. It's the uh, about the last 10 minutes here, the 7 o'clock hour. Uh, I'll be back with you at 9 o'clock. We'll take a break uh, for you to um, uh, hear some things about your money. That's going to stop, by the way, starting on. January 17th, first day that I broadcast live from uh, the state capitol, which we're going to go back to doing that again instead of every day of the week. We're just doing good Tuesdays and Thursdays because that's when most of the work is done. Uh, I will be on uh, from 7 a.m. until 11 a.m. It'll be a four hour block the way it used to be in the afternoons. We're just moving it into the mornings. And Dave Ells, which I've I've signed. For all of you liberals out there that hate me, uh, just know that I have signed another contract, and I'm here for at least another couple of years. So you're going to have to put up with me. Robert, let's talk about higher education. Let's do it. You've been fighting it uh, over at the Bowen School. Well, even more broadly. I've been
2: fighting it uh, nationwide in some respects. I I write articles. Let me
1: turn it over to you.
2: Well, look. The the problem that we have across this country in higher education is the intentional indoctrination of our students. And so, you know, I heard someone in the state legislature say, well, we're going to focus on K through 12. Well, you better learn to walk and chew gum at the same time because we don't have time to let another generation go down the rabbit hole of leftism. Yeah, Uh, I was going to ask you this.
1: This is specifically the question I was going to ask. You know, what the governor-elect wants to do is, you know, kindergarten through 12 but there's got to be the legislature has got to turn their attention to sec to to uh, higher ed, higher ed 100%. because The cost is ridiculous, and secondly, a lot of things that they're teaching is even more ridiculous. Listen, we've got
2: 135 legislators who are going to be introducing bills. Uh, As you know, Dave, uh, you were one of the core founders of the Free Speech on Campus bill, now law here in Arkansas. Oh, there are so many good people on it. I'm going to forget many, but Dan Sullivan was one of the lead architects of that. Bob Ballinger was one of the lead architects of that. And so there will be a new uh, update because we already tried to pass – uh, free speech on campus too in the last legis- legislative session. You know who put the kibosh on that? James Sturch. You know where he's now? He ain't in the legislature. In the legislature. That's where he is. That's because right. let me tell you folks, this is the way it works. The, there are six Democrats now in the Arkansas Senate. And if you're voting with them to kill a conservative bill, you might as well write out a, a blank on the nomination page uh, or the nomination form for the Republican primary next time you run running, because that's the best invitation to get a conservative to run against you. That's exactly what happened to Sturch. Sturch voted with the Democrats time and time again on the Education Committee, and, in, and John Payton said, We ain't going to take it anymore. Like he's D. Snyder, good for him. We ain't going to take it anymore. Anymore. And he <laughs> ran against Sturch and he hammered him. He hammered him like a rusty nail, is what he did. And now John Payton is an Arkansas state senator because James Sturch handed him a blank sheet and said, Run against me. And why are you going to run against me? Because I'm a liberal uh, voting with the Democrats on the Education Committee in the Senate. Know this? Not only in the Obama. Senate, but when he was in the oh, House. Of course. Of course.
4: Both so, times.
2: He, he was hiding it. He was hiding it. That's no, right.
1: he wasn't. He <laughs> just, <laughs>
2: he, yeah, he well, wouldn't no, come he out must, and say he said that I'm he was conservative.
1: He, yeah, he'd say that, yeah. and then right. he, he would just have to leave the chamber to take a phone call. That's right. He literally,
2: <laughs> literally got up and and uh, left the chamber when his vote was the critical vote. Yeah. Yeah. So, to
1: stop special elections.
2: That's right. That's right. Uh, so time and time again, uh, we we see this, and the problem in higher ed. Look. Yeah, let, me, let me describe a particular situation that I'm aware of. Uh, diversity, equity, inclusion is so choking, like kudzu on our trees, choking out higher education. We had an open position, have an open position at the law school at which I teach, an, a, a generalist position, meaning we got one for tax, we got one for writing, and we got a generalist position. We, the, the, the administrative administration-chosen committee Not chosen by the faculty, not chosen by me. The administration DEI-focused committee invited six candidates uh, to come meet the faculty for that position. Five out of the six were minorities. Now, I don't care if they're minorities, but five out of six? What do you think the odds are of getting five out of six minorities randomly? Overwhelming. Impossible, not not quite, but obviously because we saw it, but near impossible, meaning race was the dominating factor. And sure enough, we didn't get to hire anybody because all of the DEI-driven leftist higher education administrations are vying for this handful of people. If we would have simply brought in folks based on merit, I'm sure we would have had minorities, and we would have had more than one white person, and we would have been able to hire somebody. So next time you hear... And the administration said, well, we had a failed search. Well, hmm. the right answer is you failed in your search because you let DEI, or as I call it, D-I-E, kill that search. That's what's going on in higher education today, Dave. Now, all the, the way deck. across. They stacked the deck. They stacked the deck.
1: Yeah. I've said it this way on my show for years. You wonder why you send your good conservative uh clear thinking kid to college and they come back a little brown shirt that's why it's happened. that's why
2: right. yeah. uh, i offered to teach Consti- the class called constitutional law no conservative has ever taught constitutional law at my school we had one libertarian uh, and they drummed him out basically <laughs> by the way um no conservative has ever taught it and they refused they refused again of course, you were up for it again. Oh no, no, I was. I mean, I was up for it once recently. I, I uh, me and Josh Silverstein, who's a Democrat, by yeah. the way, but but at least a moderate Democrat, right. one who's actually open to uh, presenting a variety of ideas and
1: conversation on those
2: ideas. That's right. Uh, and no, no, thank you, no thank. You. Josh Silverstein has more experience uh, with constitutional law issues than I do, and uh, they turned him down.
1: All right. This is just the start, the opening salvo. Yep. This is the Fort Sumter of education, right here.
2: (laughs) So that, so (laughs) when when you hear, we just started. When you hear (laughs) that, right about that, (laughs) the the new administration, uh, uh, the 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 governor, who I uh, have great hopes for, uh, say she's focusing on um, uh, K through twelve. That's okay, but you can focus on more than one thing. That's the beauty.
1: All right, and understand she's focusing on families and their children. Not on, you know, uh, superintendents. All right. Amen. Take a break. Thank you very much, Robert, for coming in. Thank you, My Chris, pleasure. for coming Welcome. in. We're out of time. Matt Smith will join me at nine o'clock.
0: This has been the Dave Elswick Show. Find him on Twitter and on Facebook at
1: Dave Elswick Show. Dave Ellswick
5: Show. 101.1 FM. The
0: answer. KDXE FM.
1: Because it is Friday. Friday it is a, a good day. And, of course, Friday night is, of course, the night to grab a loved one and go out to dinner and then go see a movie. And I'm going to highly recommend. A lot of people don't think I'm going to be crazy today, but I'm going to tell you, go see Megan.
5: What Ghost a cool of, flick! Go
1: see Megan. It's a good movie. Really fun. It's a it's, a, it's well well done. It uh, it's a, a very good
5: flick. You will be emotionally invested.
1: Yeah, you will. Do You know, I was <laughs> I was looking at uh, Rotten Tomatoes. Ninety five percent.
5: Oh yeah, yeah. You know, thumbs up. Very well done. Very well done film. You know, and every every year we got the first Friday in January. We got a cool little. Psychological thriller slash scary film popping off, and it's a great thing. And people come out because you know over the holidays you got a lot of you know feel good family stuff, mm-hmm. and so this first Friday in January we're always offering something alternative. Let's say a good little right. scary movie, and it's and a good flick. It is that PG thirteen, you know, very well done, um, and and you know I think that um, the doll robot, if you will. Um, It is given, you know, enough of a look so you know it's a robot, right? You know, they they want you to disassociate somewhat. Yeah. Um, But, you know, it's as lifelike as I think they should have made it, right? I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they want you throughout the, you know, throughout the movie as you look Megan in the face, right, dead on you realize that's some artificial intelligence. They they want you to know that, you know, to separate essentially her from us, right? Correct. So I think that is very important uh, to the plot and the layout of the film and how it kind of pulls together because, you know, it, 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 once you get to, let's say, the action, you need to be disassociated from that, right? You know, the, the the bad person needs to be the bad person or the bad guy needs to be the bad guy, you know? So, yeah, you need to check Megan out. I mean, you, that that's new this weekend. Obviously, we're still playing Avatar, The Way of Water, PG-13 also, 2D and 3D. Uh, great for the kids, Puss in Boots, got to come out and see that. Um, Puss in Boots, Last Wish, PG, Universal Pictures, Antonio Banderas, you know, great from the Shrek series. And, um, you know, I want to dance. I want to dance with uh, Whitney Houston, the Whitney Houston story. That's still playing. Also PG-13. And just kind of, I would say, held over by popular demand. Uh, Violet Night is still on. You know, great action flick. And uh, Black Panther too. We still got it for a little while. Uh, and that's at all of our locations. Batesville, Searcy, Cabot, Hot Springs, and, of course, Riverdale 10 in Little Rock. And um, at Riverdale 10 exclusively – we have the new Nicholas Cage Western called The Old Way. It's rated R. A uh, great review for it today in the Arkansas Democrat Gazette. And Corsage, also today new exclusive at Riverdale 10 uh, from ISC Films. It also got a great review in the Democrat Gazette today. So be sure to check out Riverdale10.com for those two exclusives as well as the rest of the hits. And uh, all those films are playing at all of our locations of course, we're featuring luxury leather electric recliners with tables and reserved seating. we got a full food menu, and, of course, we have alcohol, beer, and wine. So be sure to check that out, Riverdale10.com. Make sure you buy your tickets right there. It'll save you a little bit of money. buying from our website instead of Fandango or Flixster. All Riverdale10.com. Big, big news out
1: of Hollywood today. Yes. Our man, Mel Gibson. Yes. Has announced they will begin this spring in uh filming the sequel to the passion gonna be great been looking forward to it wish they hadn't waited so long yeah 10 years jim caviezel is signed up to play christ again he is all i mean this movie has been a has been a blessing and a curse for caviezel
5: well we're approaching 20 years on that film yeah i mean the first one came out in 2004 hasn't been four yeah, it's anymore? almost. I mean, by the time this movie's released, it'll be 20 years since the first one. They said they were on the sixth uh,
1: uh, script uh, change, mm-hmm. and they've been writing it, Gibson said, for the last 10 years.
5: Yeah, if it comes out next year, that'll be 20 years. It came out, I believe, I want to say Easter of 2004.
1: I'm really excited about it, I've... especially when I saw that. I know that Mel Gibson is writing the script, right, but guess right. who's writing it with him? Randall Wallace.
5: Okay, okay.
1: Come on now. Hey,
5: I I just, I don't know why it took so long. It was such a massive hit and just... $370 million? Defied all (laughs) expectations for a subtitled film with that running time about that subject to do that much box office. Um, I mean, I played it for... Ever. And to be, it was and on and to for months that and
1: months and months. I mean, it was yeah. a solid R movie. And we
5: brought it back for fundraisers, you know, later. You I know. showed it as a oh, classic movie just, last year. Just so good. So you know, good. So I'm did. glad to see that going on. That's for sure.
1: So how are we looking for our Steven Spielberg movies?
5: Uh, I haven't got all those nailed down yet. I've been waiting on those people that uh, work at the studios to go back to work. Because you know they're scared to hit a lick bef- between December fifteenth and you know uh, J- January fifth. I mean they're scared. I think they'll probably you know, you know, take 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 the food out of their pie hole and crawl out from <laughs> under their rock maybe Monday, <laughs> right? So I can get some answers. I do. I can tell you some stuff that's coming up though that's going to be cool. Uh, next Friday at all of my locations we'll have Plain, Gerald Butler rated R great action flick popping off for Martin Luther King weekend. Um, and also on the thirteenth, a let man called ask, Otto. Let me ask you a question, yeah.
1: Gerald Butler. What yeah. is this guy gonna have to do for the movie industry to understand the bona fide star quality that he is?
5: I mean he he makes movies that people go and make see. Move, they make year money. You're in, you're out. Um, I don't know why he hasn't crested into that you know leading man top wave. Uh, he's not there. I like his films. Uh, but yeah, his his film is out playing next Friday, uh, and then we'll have a man called Otto with Tom Hanks. That looks um, interesting. PG thirteen, you know, another good feel good Tom Hanks, you know, heartwarming film that's also out on the thirteenth. Got a movie on the twentieth called Missing, uh, PG thirteen from Screen Gym slash Sony. Uh, a, a mom uh, does not return from vacation. And her kids start to investigate what happened to her, and they find out she had a secret double life. Missing January twentieth. That's coming up. Who's playing the mom? Uh, it's uh, oh man! Now now you've stumped me. I, I had in I had in it's my head. It's got to be
1: somebody that people <laughs> are going to be uh, able to identify. I with.
5: had in my head the titles that were coming up. Uh, before I find that, let me tell you this: eighty for Brady, February third. That uh, looks. Hilarious. Paramount Pictures, PG-13. Of course, Tom Brady's in the film. Four women in their 80s travel to the Super Bowl.
1: (laughs) It looks crazy. It looks really funny. um, You um, know, the only thing I wish when they did that movie, that uh, Betty White would have been able to be in it. Oh,
5: yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: That would have been really good if we could have had Betty White in it.
5: That's coming up. uh, 80 for Brady. And uh, let me just... You know, since we're on that, let me just throw the names out for that one, okay? Lily Tomlin, Jane Fonda, Rita Moreno, Sally Field, Tom Brady, and, of course, Gronkowski. They're in the field. Now, let me tell you what. PG-13.
1: One of those females is one of the most underrated female actors around, Moreno. Oh, yeah. Yeah. She is a great actress. Yes, yes. She really is a great actress. And And
5: then for Missing... The cast of Missing is Storm Reid, Nia Long, Kim Long, and Nia Long plays the mom. Ooh, Nia Long, yes, new Missing, new blood. Missing, so that's going to be interesting. You'll like that one. That's on the twentieth, and then also on February third, we've got the new M Night Shyamalan. That sounds like good. That
1: looks like a good movie. Knock at the cabin. Dave Bastista is in that. February
5: 3rd. Yeah, he's in it. Knock at the cabins. Looking good. And, uh, you know, I guess the next huge movie to pop off would be Ant-Man and Walt's Quantum, and that yeah, is February 17th. I saw the
1: trailer last night for that.
5: And then once you get to February 17th, there's just a hit motion picture as we go through the rest of the year to the end of 2023. You In March, you've got Creed 3. You've got uh, Scream Six, you've got John Wick Four. That's all coming up in March. Woo! Just big hits. Super Mario Brothers for the kids coming out in April. It's gonna be a great year at the movies. We have got more movies to play in twenty twenty three than we had last year. So you know we're here, we're with you. We're we're um, you know in Arkansas. We're not going anywhere. You know twenty three years in Little Rock, Cersey since nineteen eighty seven, Hot Springs since nineteen eighty two. Cabot since 1997. Hey, Riverdale10.com, CerseiCinema.com, CabotVIPCinema.com. Way up in Batesville, it's OaksVIPCinema.com. And of course, in Hot Springs, it's Hot SpringsVIP.com. So be sure to check that out. Don't forget our classic movie Tuesday.
3: Yeah, This Tuesday coming gone up. Gone
5: with the Wind. Gone with the Wind, 1939, the greatest motion picture of all time. It's at 6:30 p.m. Tuesday, January the 10th. Tickets on sale at Riverdale10.com. Brought to you by Dave Ellsworth. and the answer
1: 101.1 FM? Okay, so uh, Scream Six, Courtney Cox is going to be in it. Look out now! All right, Weather is back. Look out now! Is Nev Campbell going to be? I'm telling you be, what I know. Okay. You, I'm going no spoiler alert, no look, spoiler alert here, I, buddy. I know. New, no, no. I will tell you this. <laughs> Dewey will not be back. Oh, man. He was disemboweled oh, in the last man. movie. Oh, <laughs> man,
5: don't remind us. Oh, come on, man. It was man. a great
1: movie. That, that, that reboot was a great movie. It really, yes, really was. Sir. I enjoyed it. I thought it was good. I thought they caught the essence of the original again still had uh, a really good start to it which was really good i still say that that opening scene in scream is one of the greatest horror sequences ever it is i mean that's just really 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 good it's excellent they got everybody on the edge of their seats in the theater i remember going i saw that in lexington kentucky that's where i was working at the time went to saw went see it stood in line to get my tickets went and saw it and uh I remember the theater was rocking that night. They were rocking, and they were rocking in Megan last night. Hey, uh, I heard it. something last night I hadn't heard in a long time. There's a scene in that movie that happens, and there was about eighty people there last night. I would, I would, I'm kind of guessing there was. A, it was dark by the time everybody got in, but uh, when it that scene happened, there was a collective, a collective, oh.
5: I mean everybody. That's what it's about, man. And that's That's why I go see movies. Yeah, I mean, I you know, I love on a on a cool, you know, Friday, Saturday, busy night just to kind of stand back in the auditorium. You know, it's full house, and know that scene. That's and, well, just I yeah, just let you know, just just to kind of feel the the vibe in there as something cool is happening in a movie like that, or Avatar, or Spider Man, or something. This the joy and the participation that brings in people, and that's something you can only get at the cinema. It's let, it's a let wonderful me
1: explain thing. something to you about about Megan, and, and this is what makes the book so the movie so good. By the way, producing. Uh, uh, was done by James Wan. He's got now did all the Conjury movie insidious <laughs> movies. You know, I mean he did he knows how to scare people. A guy from all he's from Australia. Everybody thinks he's from Asia. He's not. He's from Australia. And uh just you know, he just knows what was it Atomic Rooster? Is that his production company? It's just done really, really well. And uh, he's he's tapped into what scares people. He really is. He knows what gets people going. And I was saying. his
5: movies, I, I got to bust in there just on one yeah. thing. His movies are not the same. Each movie is
1: different. Yes,
5: it is. Yeah. Yes, it is. Yes.
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, the whole thing about the last Conjury movie was totally different from the first two uh, that he had done. But uh, Juan did a great job of spending almost three quarters of the movie giving you the story so you become emotionally invested in the movie. Uh, the movie is about a little girl, nine-year-old little girl. Her parents have been killed in a tragic accident. I won't tell you how. It's a, a shocker right at the beginning of the movie of how it, how it happened. And uh, the sister of this little girl's mother had promised her sister she would make sure that she took care of her daughter if anything ever happened. So she becomes the guardian. Uh, this sister happens to be an AI spe- specialist, and she she's good because she she does a good job of not coming off as just some kind of you know geeky nerd. She doesn't come off that way at all. She shows a little bit of it in in the movie, but it, it's very interesting how they they play all of this out so that when. Megan makes her appearance in the movie. It makes all the sense in the world, and you understand what the people are trying to do, but you know in the back of your mind this is going to go off the rails somewhere, and it does. And it's really a great movie. You'll you'll have a great time going to see it. I just want to make sure that you understand when you watch the very beginning of this movie you're going to learn a lot about the little girl, and you're going to learn a lot about the the, the sister and what she's trying to do and what she's trying to build, and it's uh, and, and it, it pays off in the end. All right, we've got to get our our break in. That's got to happen. Matt will be with us here the rest of the hour. He had to step out, had to take a phone call. We're going to talk more here on the Dave Ellswick show. I want to remind you about uh, ICU protection. ICU protection has uh, all the services that you need to secure your home uh, and uh, your business. They take care of uh, Nuke One. They can take care of that. They can take care of your house. They can take care of your business. Uh, door and window sensors, indoor-outdoor cameras, uh, doorbell cameras, motion detection, all of that is offered by uh, Billy Mack and uh, the owner of ICU Protection. And I'll just tell you, here's what makes him totally totally different is that you will pay for the service pay for the service that you're going to pay every month and for me it's uh, right around 70 bucks it's a really good price for what i get and all of the uh, the uh, uh, hardware that is put on your home or on your business is yours to keep at no charge you don't pay a dime for it. I mean, you get some of the other alphabet soup companies out there, you know, A, B, C, or whatever, and they'll, they'll they're going to ask for a three, four, five hundred dollar check right up front. Take care of the cameras and the sensors and all that. You'll not get that from Billy Mac. Billy Mac, it's going to be all right. You'll get your first bill in 30 days. That's just the way it works with Billy Mac, and they do a good job. All this stuff is d- is delivered right to your smartphone. It's put on the cloud, so there's no worry about somebody getting into uh, and a device and be able to steal a hard drive or whatever and and uh, stealing um, all the video and all of that call billy mac talk to him let him help you 501-205-1333 is his number ICU Protection—that's the name of the business. Okay, we're continuing here on the Dave Ellsworth Show. Twenty-five minutes after nine. So while you had to step oh, yeah. out, I told them a little bit about how this movie Megan plays yes. out, and it's—I just wanted people to understand—you don't go into this movie thinking that it's going to be non-stop, you know, Terminator from the no. very beginning. No, they really give you the
5: emotional backstory. It has a story. And they give you the family background. Yes, absolutely. They do that. But that's important. Yes, the family background and the tie just with the family members and then also the people around them as far as like the teachers and everything. That's important. Yeah. But then there's also that amount of time to explain the tech. They're trying to give you an opportunity to understand the tech behind Megan and why Megan does what she does. And so you know, it, this is not some goofball, you know, crazy slasher no. junk like I spit on your grave or something. This there is, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying. Don't call spit on your grave junk. It's, I love it's crazy movie. slasher. It's not. Cra- <laughs> There's a story here with this family and this character. So that's that's the thing about Megan. And you know, I really think it's number two at the box office, and people are going to get into it this week. They're a good movie. You know? Avatar's going to remain movie. number one. Oh, but it's going to yeah. pop in at number two.
1: Yeah. Well avatar
5: had a whole lot more money behind it oh yeah you know <laughs> hey, it's gonna be <laughs> huge man it's gonna be huge avatars you know outgrows top gun but that's because avatars in china top gun wasn't yeah. as far as the global box office goes well uh, you know. i'm hearing
1: rumblings mm-hmm. yeah. that uh cruise is talking about doing a three why wouldn't you haven't you heard that Well of course you need to do that
5: but i mean next summer we got mission impossible from him and that's going to rock out
1: and what's interesting about that is he's got his new Mission mm-hmm. Impossible movie coming out, mm-hmm. and he's already got another one that he's mm-hmm. getting ready to release right after that one. Yes.
5: That's Top of the Crest. That's the, he's the greatest movie star on the planet, and I would say Brad Pitt is sliding in at number two. Bullet Train is awesome. I, I love Bullet Train, man. I like how they threw Sandra Bullock in there <laughs> that and everything. Was a, that was, you know, that was, a, yeah. The, the, when, yeah. When Ryan Reynolds love?
1: showed up, I just not lost, I lost it Great in that action movie. action flick.
5: Hilarious over the top. So perfect for a Japanese speed and train. It, and, yeah. and you know what was so good about that is that
1: they took the, the whole movie-making experience that they use mm-hmm. in Japanese
5: movies yes. and
1: translated it to English Brother, movies. Brother, you got that right.
5: And did it well. Uh, yes, over the top. I like the little anime references, too. There's no doubt.
1: And you, you I don't know. Go ahead. Have, you may have been seeing the brand new James Bond in that movie. Who? Taylor. Oh.
5: Well, well.
1: His name is really being bantied oh. around to play the good. new Bond. He'd be good for it.
5: Yeah, they're going to have Hardy's
1: getting too old for
5: it. They're going to have a hard time coming in there behind old Daniel, man. That's, oh, was well, he was so good, but they thought
1: the good. same thing. They thought the same thing about Sean. That's true. And Roger Moore did a good job. He did. Yeah, he's
5: okay. Not Sean Connery, the people. It
1: okay. was the people after Moore
5: that they had problems with. Uh, I agree. Yeah, I'm, we're on the same page there. You know, I'm a Bond fan. I got that. I got that. And I don't know if you wanted to touch base on the Breckenridge 12 closing situation. Well, yeah, let's you know, touch base, base on yesterday. all of that. I okay. mean,
1: look, you're Mr. Hollywood here in central Arkansas. You tell me, what does this mean?
5: Well, you know, back back on uh, September 4th, the day after Labor Day, uh, Cineworld, which is a multinational corporation based out of London, England, they own Regal Cinemas. They filed for bankruptcy way back on September 4th. And when they filed for bankruptcy, they filed with the bankruptcy court that they were going to close that theater on or before January 15th. Okay, and so, so we're close base, to it right now. Basically. Will it close yesterday? Yeah, I know. So basically, saying. on September fourth, the word was out that that theater was closing, and so anybody in the movie business knew that was coming. Now it uh, it you know it made TV and newspaper news here because people were shocked that it was closing, but they said they were going to close that four months ago. Okay,
1: right? well, Keep your thought. All right, we We've got to take a break. We'll come back after the break, and we will talk further. What does that mean? For Little Rock, that's fewer screens, fewer seats. What does that mean for movies here in Little Rock? All right, we are back, and uh, yeah. so let, let me. I left an I left the question Dum-dum-dum. hanging. I left it just just hanging there. Yes, uh, and Matt's ready to answer it. What does the close the mm-hmm. closing of Breckenridge mean for moviegoers here in Little Rock?
5: Mm, Well, let's talk about the whole big picture as far as domestic box office goes. And domestic box office would include the United States and Canada, okay? Movie cinemas are being built like crazy around the world. They're throwing them up as fast as they can in Saudi Arabia and, you know, Taiwan and India because all those places either haven't had movie theaters or they've had little one and two screens, Mm -hmm. right? But in the domestic market, which is the United States and Canada, we've been over for a long time. If you look around, uh, movie cinema business is a mature industry in this country. Uh, it has been, it has been for a long time. This was pre pandemic. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you go back to 2019, there were 47,000 movie screens in the United States and Canada. That's incredible. There were 6,000 movie cinemas. Okay. Uh, way over screened you can look back on the history of movie going in little rock and you know take for example take for example 20 years ago 20 years ago little rock had its movie theaters and it was operating and people's going to the show and living their lives and then rave dropped in an 18 screen movie theater right i remember when they opened right and you know all of a sudden just because they opened up that eight screen movie theater it didn't mean thousands and thousands and thousands of more people were going to go to the movie right and so that 18-screen eight, movie theater opened up, and if you remember, 18 screens went away. The Winsong 10 closed. Yep, I remember when it closed. The Carmike 7 closed.
1: Yeah, I remember that. And the Cinema 150 closed. Yeah, Cin- uh, Cinema 7 had become just a dollar movie theater, basically, right? No, so, get it this right first one. Round. this first one. Okay,
5: which one am I thinking that was over? 10 to 10. There can, yeah. you can. Okay. So, uh, you know, 18 screens got dumped into the market 20 years ago, and shortly thereafter, 18 screens went away. Because before Ray was built, nobody was driving to a movie theater in Little Rock and saying, oh, my God, it's sold out. And then driving to the next one, and it was sold out. And driving to the next one, it was sold out. Oh, my God, we just don't have enough screens. You had enough. So you dumped 18 screens in the marketplace. 18 went away, you know. Um, you've got that across the country and we're over-screened. So, 47,000 screens, 6,000 locations before the pandemic. Now, we're at about 41,000 screens and around 5,100, 5,200 locations that are open. Okay? okay. More are going to close. Uh, we're still over-screened. Um, if you look at U.S. and Canada, almost all the box office, I'm talking about in the high 90s, like in about 98% of all ticket sales come from 4,000 locations and currently there's 5,200 okay okay and about 98 99 percent of all ticket sales come from about 35,000 screens and currently there's 41,000 okay so so you got to have enough blood to keep your business open to right size our industry we need about another 1,000, 1,200 theaters to close, and we need about another five, 6,000 screens to go away. So more screens are going to go dark. More theaters are going to close. And if you look around the country, you'll see cities that have seven, eight movie theaters in them, right? Uh, if two or three of those movie theaters close, the other five movie theaters will absorb those customers, and the ticket sales in that city will remain the same. And the same thing would happen in Little Rock
3: yeah because
1: i look look i look at little rock you got rave mm-hmm. you got what is it the tavern over there mm-hmm. you've got uh the theater at uh mm-hmm. the mall mm-hmm. uh yeah. there you got your theaters right. uh here uh, let's just talk a little rock general you got riverdale yeah, sure. th- and it's been there forever and you've upgraded it and it looks great and, it, and it, you can watch a movie and enjoy it and i'm um, trying to think what a, who else is on there uh, well, you you, still you have some you got McCain ob- Mall, Rave, the, the right. yeah. you got Mall Rave Movie Tavern, or uh, whatever it is. <laughs> you got McCain
5: Mall Rave Movie Tavern, Chanel Nine IMAX. You did have Breckenridge. You had my location. You, know, you got six theaters in the area, yeah. right? You know, well, I mean, it's, I, I it's, could it's, see two of those theater chains closing. Overscreen, it's just overscreen. But I mean, overscreen nationally, right? And then you look at some of the mistakes that were made, and so you look at uh, you look at Regal specifically. Uh, we we just talk about them because they're the ones that are bankrupt. But some other chains did this as well. Growth at all costs. Okay? Growth at all costs. So I'm gonna do anything I possibly can do. This is pre pandemic. Right. Anything I could possibly do, twenty nineteen and before, to get as many locations as I can get and to get as many screens. You know, I want ten thousand screens and seven hundred locations, you know. I wanna control the market. This other guy's got you know, this other guy's got nine thousand screens, six hundred locations. I need seven hundred locations and ten thousand screens. Mm -hmm. And so these guys are going out there making these deals. And, and you know, I've seen some of these deals, and I'm thinking, did you not go to business school? What is wrong with you? Well, that's why you have an MBA. Number one is <laughs> make a profit. That's the whole point, that, right? Yeah. Explain these, that to the, to the you know, to the Marxists out hey, there. Hey, these clowns were going out there and renting buildings, renting projectors, renting seats, renting popcorn poppers. All this stuff is rented you got a lease on all this stuff. The interest rate on it is through the roof, right? And from the day you open the door, you're losing money. And you lose money every day that you're open. It makes no sense, just so you can get bigger. So this bankruptcy for people like Marcus Theaters or Regal was going to happen, even if the pandemic hadn't
2: happened.
1: So you're not expecting someone to swoop in uh, from one of the other theater chains, buy up Breckenridge and reopen it. I didn't say that. No, oh, okay. I, I,
5: I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't say that. No, that's, that's, that's okay. not what I'm saying. I'm talking about the, the, the industry as a whole and to some extent uh, Regal specifically, right? Mm-hmm. Regal operated badly. Bad business model. Right. right. Regal, Regal was losing money five or six years ago, right? AMC was losing money five or six years ago. A lot of these guys want to stand around and talk about the pandemic, Mm-hmm. In 2019, biggest box office year in the history of the movie business, right? These guys had locations that lost money. So it it's it's not just a pandemic. The pandemic is part of it, right? But you made bad business decisions in 2015, 2016, 2017, 2018, 2019 for just growth, 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 growth. How long are you going to lose? Mm-hmm. I mean, you take like AM take Carmike. Carmike built 200 nice awesome Carmike locations. Then Carmike bought a lot of smaller chains, and Carmike ended up with 360 theaters. AMC made a kamikaze, debt-laden bid (laughs) to buy Carmike back in either 2015 or 2016. AMC bought those Carmikes, and when they bought those Carmikes, they got 360 Carmikes. 200 of them, great locations. Rebranded them as AMCs. They're making money, right? 60 of them were break-even at best. Depending on the year and the releases, they might make a buck, might lose a little bit of money. A hundred of those Carmichael locations lost money every day they were open. Every day. Why are you still open? Uh, Well, that's a good question. So you picked up 360 theaters. You had to take them all, but a hundred of them lose money every day. And AMC opened those up. I mean, AMC bought those. And they stayed open for a long time. They've slowly been closing them down, right? Slowly closing them down. They closed the one in Pine Bluff. They closed the one in Conway. They closed the one in Bella Vista. Those AMCs have been slowly closing down. Why is that a business model? Why would you keep something open that is losing money every day? That's foolish. Right. And so you've seen a lot of that. AMC did that. Regal did that. Bad business practices. Not necessarily anything wrong with Little Rock, Arkansas nor necessarily anything wrong with Breckenridge 12, bad business practices. But the other thing you've got to consider, too, when you bring Breckenridge into the picture, you go to my theater in Cabot. You've been to my theater in Searcy. You've mm-hmm. been to my theater in Hot Springs. Yeah. You've been to the Riverdale 10. You've been to the my theater having baseball. Batesville. All of my theaters have luxury leather electric recliners with tables, okay? Breckenridge 12 didn't have that. All of my theaters have... Hot cooked food, chicken strips, chicken tenders, chicken sandwich, pizza, right? Ridge 12 didn't have that. Let me tell you something else. Breckenridge's Ridge didn't have uh, all, fresh popcorn. All of my theaters had <laughs> alcohol. Yeah. Right? Ridge 12 didn't have that. And so in the modern era of movie going, where we are in 2023, if you're going to be in a movie business, you must have hot cooked food. A box of candy, a bucket of popcorn, and a soda, don't cut it when it comes to the food menu anymore, right? right? You have to serve alcohol. Telling somebody, yo, man, it's Pepsi or a bottle of water, which is what they were doing at Breckenridge 12, don't cut it anymore, right? And you have to have a luxury leather electric recliner with a table and reserved seating. You have to have that. If you don't, People are going to go where that is. Plus, you have to have good projection and a great sound system. Right. You know, right. It's four things in this business. Sight, how's the picture on the screen? Sound, is it tearing your head off? Is it Dolby Mm 7.1? Seat, is it a cool, awesome recliner? And service, are the people in that building taking care of you? And if you don't have those things, people aren't going to go. People weren't going to Breckenridge 12 in 2018, bro. Now, why they sat there and bled out like a gutted hog at the slaughterhouse for five more years, I have no idea.
1: Couldn't tell you. Because sometimes the people who are at the top, it doesn't matter how well the businesses do, they're still going to walk away with the golden parachute.
5: They're based in London. I don't know how in the world you can take care of Little Rock, Arkansas for London. In the entire state of Arkansas, they've got two locations. McCain Mall and Breckenridge. That's all they had. Well, Breckenridge is gone, right? So how do you watch that from London? How do you phone that in? It's kind of like AMC based out of Beijing, China, right? How are you going to keep an eye on Bella Vista or Batesville, Arkansas, from Beijing, my brother? You don't. When I bought that theater in Batesville, AMC had owned it for five years. I talked to the general manager there, and in five years, he had never seen anyone from AMC. Never. Never. They bought those theaters from Carmack and never looked at them, never went to them.
1: They thought just buying them and letting them do what they had been doing
5: was good and be good enough, and it wasn't. Five years. You have seen nobody from the mm-hmm. company that you work for. Right. How stupid is that? I don't know how these people keep their jobs, you know? I mean, like you and I talking about, we were scratching our head about Disney and putting all this crazy junk in kids' movies. And I sat there talking to you for two years, and I'm like, how do those people keep their jobs? They fired that dude. Yeah, <laughs> he's gone now. Disney got a new CEO now, They right? got Iger back. So how do you buy something, and in five years you never look at it? But that, that that's what AMC was doing, yeah. right? So nobody from the corporate office from Regal ever set foot in the state of Arkansas, okay? So you're talking about neglect, and your customers, you know, suffer from that, you know. That, now, I, that's
1: not the case at uh,
5: the theaters that uh, – that Matt owns. Huh, I'm coming by. They, you, they see him all the time. I'm coming by. You don't know when I'm coming by, but yeah. I'm coming by. You better have taken a bath before you come to work and shave, son. You better iron your clothes and put a name tag on. You better be smiling and greeting the customer or we done. You better be popping some popcorn. <laughs> you got to take care of my <laughs> customers, man. Hey, it's crazy. To, folks will call me. I, man, I'll be somewhere in my phone will ring at 9 o'clock at night and somebody will be like, Matt, I'm in Black Panther, man, and – uh there's some kids in here that are loud. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, you know, somebody called me from hot sprays or baseball or something to tell me that, you know. I mean, it, my customers know who I am. Right. And, and my employees have to be on point, okay? You know, we got up today to run a good business and have some fresh popcorn and, yeah, clean the floor, clean the bathroom, give some people some good service. you got to do that. You can't phone it in from London. I got you. Can't
1: do it. All right, final break. Got more for you. Don't go away. You're getting a business degree here today on the Dave Ellswick Show. Okay, we're nice. back. All right. So we're sitting here just talking about business.
5: Yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Matt and I see eye to eye about business. You know what the bottom line of business is? Make money.
5: Well, you you know, you just... If you, you don't, Why would you be in business if it's not to make money? You can't do stupid deals just to get bigger. No. And unfortunately, the cinema industry has suffered from that. And they were suffering from that before the pandemic. AMC and Regal and Marcus and Pacific Theaters were losing money in 15, 16, 17, 18 before the pandemic. You know, Pacific Theaters is no more. They had 300 screens and the nicest theaters. I don't even remember them. Well, up and down the West Coast. They were only up and down the West Coast. You know, they were in Oregon, Washington, California, had the best theaters up and down the West Coast. 300 screens and they were palaces. And they're gone. You know I mean it it doesn't matter if the toilet is made out of jade and the floor is solid <laughs> gold. It's got a cash flow, my brother. it's got you the better cash. Be, better flow.
1: believe it that's a, that is true. Give you a really good example of that in the fast food industry. Who started hamburgers in America? Most people will say McDonald's wrong. White castle started White hamburgers. Castle. They're the ones that started uh, the little square burgers. And selling them, a nickel apiece. That's how they started Started in Kansas. And White Castle has never gone public. They are a family-owned business to this day. They've got about 390 restaurants. They're starting to franchise a little bit now. And look, they opened back in 1947. But size has never been their bailiwick. You know what's been their bailiwick? Bailiwick making a good product serving your customers there you go that's been and and when they like when they came out Sinclair had just wrote, written a book about the meat industry and and how dirty it was and everything and nobody wanted to eat meat they made people come to white castle because when you go to white castle what do you see white buildings stainless steel interiors lots of light they were real big on keeping the premises clean, clean, clean. I mean, that's With been them their burgers, set. though. Bur- I mean, sliders are great. Oh man! I keep I write to them every other year asking them to open a restaurant in oh, Little Rock. Oh man, it's so good. I want one because I'm tired of Castle. driving up to St. Louis to get burgers. White castles. White Castle. <laughs> I love White Castles. Oh man.
5: I love those That's true, burgers. though. And, and, you know, you've, you've got to take care of the customer. And, yeah, man, the place has got to be clean. And, yeah, I don't understand the growth, growth, growth at all costs, you know, uh, uh, terrible business strategy. I've had people the entire time I've been in this business, but most especially since March of 2020 to today, you know, try to put me in theaters. I've got one um, REIT, Real Estate Investment Trust, trying to put me in eight eight screens, you know. Uh, they're all in different states, and, I mean, hey, man, I can acquire these locations. I can put new seats and projectors and sound and new carpet in them and throw movies in there, right? Who's going to run them? And who's going to uh, watch those gonna people? Say, who's going to travel around yeah, to all of them? Who's going to watch those people running those theaters? And, I mean, I, I, I don't know. That's I mean, the you problem. I you've got some great cars, but I know you don't want to live in them. I'm not doing it, man. not doing it. I <laughs> it just can't be that far away, you know. I, I want to watch my theater and take care of my customers. And that's being small. If I go by somewhere and we need a new seat or we need some parts or something, we get it you know corporations can't do that nobody's checking they're just yeah, too big i got you
1: i got you and you know what else he wants to do he wants to see his family oh yeah, yeah let me tell you I'm, I'm sitting across from one of the biggest family men you'll ever definitely. meet i hey. mean really it's like i've known matt from before he was married okay and i know yes. what he was like before he was married and what he's like now and what he's now with kids and let me just tell you huge difference just a huge, his life changed when he had parents. It's he had supposed kids. to. Yeah, I know. You know,
5: I mean, if you're, you know, if you're uh, 21 and you're sitting at home with kids, that's sad. If you're 41 and you're at the bar, that's sad. That's sadder. Yeah. It's, well, L- it's both sad. To be sad. honest, with it's you. both sad. Yeah. I'm, but yeah, I'm, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, I got a five year old and a 10 year old, and thank the Lord, they still believe in Santa Claus. Even my oh, 10 year old so christmas was great I mean, he man. was
1: he was just ballyhooing this christmas oh, about man. this i'm
5: hoping my year i'm hoping i get a year another christmas or two For out more. of my 10 year old yeah because i mean people tell me they've got 12 year olds that still believe and she just turned 10 in november so i'm hoping i can get christmas 23 i told christmas you about how my father did that with right? her still believing what's that
1: my father climbed up on the roof of our house oh nice and took a and took a, a sled. Nice. And drug it across the top of the house. Nice. And dusted off the footprints. Oh, nice. So that we thought Santa Claus had landed. Oh, that's good. That's good, man. That's good. <laughs> he did that. That's awesome. I, the I top, believed man. in
5: Santa Claus to, I think it was 10 years oh, old. Oh, that's good. Well, I'm you hoping I can keep it this Christmas. 11, t- People tell me their 12 year old still believe, so I'm that's trying, good. man. I'm trying. We're trying I, I to hope we the, haven't keep the magic. it for
1: you your kids listening right now. No, they're not. They're put your fingers in there. Anyway, Bye. <laughs> What, what, what are some of the big things that we – well, let's go back and mm-hmm. mention to everybody again. You're working on it right now. Do we have Raiders for February?
5: Uh, I'm, I'm trying to get all those nailed down. I expect those studios to go back to work Monday. Now, we do have Gone with the Wind January yeah, the 10th, that's this ca- Tuesday, Tuesday. Yeah, 630, Riverdale10.com. That's our classic for January, and I expect to start hearing next week on the rest of our classics as those guys return to work.
1: Because the classics this year, as I threw them up in front of Matt, was – all Steven Spielberg, Spielberg all the time. Going to be good. Greatest American director we've seen in the last fifty years.
5: May flip around some of those dates. That's uh, fine. I think we need Jaws and E. T. in the summer. Yeah, Jaws think... is a summer picture, and we need E. T. when the kids are out of school. Yeah,
1: we need E. T. to take the place of Gone with the Wind this year. Yeah.
5: Uh, okay. okay. Yeah, that's what we're going to yeah. do.
1: Okay. All right, but but because. Hey, for kids, ET is a great movie. Oh, it's a great, it's
5: a great film. There's no doubt. All right. We'll get make that going. sure
1: they send us a copy that the that the federal agents still are carrying guns. <laughs>
5: <laughs> what have they edited that? Out? Yeah, it's they no
1: on the on the DVD. No on the DVD, they edited are the you guns for out. real? Yeah. Oh man, I didn't know that. Yeah, I knew they, they
5: took the flag off the of General Lee and the Dukes of Hazzard. Yeah, I know they took the gun. It's out crazy, out
1: of e. T., man. It's crazy out there, man. I'm telling you, wow. it's crazy. Wow, I like uh, your uh, shirt. The Warriors is that the movie?
5: Well, this is a, a Native American take on the movie. You'll oh, okay. It's Native American, yeah. The Warriors and NTVS stands for Natives. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of a Native American take on the movie. So, so now yeah. let me
1: let me freak out. Warriors eighty two. Hey, a classic. Aaron, have you ever seen the movie The Warriors?
4: I cannot say that I have,
1: dude. Don't hold back, man. Go out and get that movie and watch it tonight. Put that. Put that needs to be a mission. I get that, accom- get you're gonna that accomplished. You're going to you like. Come. You're going to love the 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 gang that are all dressed up like the New York Yankees. Before you come
5: to work <laughs> on Monday, we need you to get that done. That's your weekend homework. That's brother. right. You got to see the warriors. warriors.
1: I'll try to watch it Saturday because tonight I'm going to watch Puss and Boots.
5: So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Man. That's good. It's a great movie. movie. That's so a good, good movie. Antonio Banderas. That's so good. Pass. Right. Wish. PG. Puss Dude. Dudes.
1: Yes. We'll see you again next week, hopefully.
5: S- sliding in next Friday. You know, come out and see us, Riverdale10.com. <laughs> Megan is new this week. Next, Got to we'll, see
1: that movie. I'm telling you, it's a good movie.
5: We'll have Plane next week with Gerald Butler, A Man Called Otto next week with uh, Tom Hanks. Don't forget that. The Missing is the 20th, 80 for Brady, and a knock at the cabin are February 3rd.
1: For people not to, not to forget. Uh, a Man Named Otto is not a remake, a reboot of A Man Named Horse, okay? Just, whoa. <laughs> so you, that's, drawn, that's 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 <laughs> calling you back to the 70s. Well, Tom Hanks to do that one. All right. Woo, we'll look just, out. Take a break. I'll see you on Monday morning, 6 a.m. here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Hey, have a great weekend. See you on Monday morning. Power panel will be here, and who else? I don't know. But we'll have the newsmakers right here in the studio on the Dave Ellswick Show.